That could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. You're the modern day Yoda. I'm your humbler. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Portos, motorheads, geek bloods, waste toys, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. It's game day. Welcome, everybody. It's Friday, September 29th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Nothing wrong with those. Yeah, quiet, Mother Nature.
there is concern there. There, there are reasons for concern. Uh, a reason for concern for the show, and, and I'm already seeing it on the text line. I saw it last night. We, the, the podcast still is all messed up. Okay, I don't get this. I listened to the pod on my phone, and it sounded fine last night. I listened to it on my phone, and it definitely the, – the, the sound fluctuates the entire time. Well, I mean, I didn't – okay, for, for the record, when I said this on my phone, I listened to, like, the first, like, 30 seconds of the uh, segment. Well, that's, that's, that's – Then yeah. I skipped up a little bit, and I listened, like, I heard – I mean, I, but then I, like, you know, I fast-forwarded a little bit into it and listened to another, like, 30, 40 seconds. I didn't hear any issues. I, I don't know what – it gets super faint and then it gets super loud out of nowhere and it's pretty consistent. I don't know how to. I, I don't, I don't know, know how, how we're, gonna, we're gonna fix that. But is KRC having that issue? I couldn't. Tell, I know they've had some. I know they had people saying they had issues with theirs as well, but I don't know if it's the same issue. We'll do the best we can. We'll try to fix it. I mean, Glenn's here. You want to holler at him? He's he's running around the hallway. Couldn't fix the headphone problem. He's just as baffled as anybody else. Like, there's no reason for that not to work. I don't. I don't get it because, and I can like, I, I'll I'll send you the audio just to show I'm. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I'm it, not saying uh, it's a you yeah. problem. I'm saying we need to fix. Like when it. I download the audio off the recording, it looks, you know, it, the, all, the, all the levels are perfect. I mean, they're. I mean, they're. They're. they're I don't, yeah, I don't. It's baffling to me. Yeah, and text says after the intro music, there's no sound in the entire first segment of the podcast. Okay, that that I can't. I don't. That's it's even weirder because I listened to some of the first segment yesterday. I think that was. I, I didn't hear that yesterday. I heard it on the one we did before that. There was, like, no segment for the first, like, 25 minutes. Uh, I can confirm that since Wednesday, it looks like KRC has not had any issues with it. Good for them. Bully for Scoots, them. come on. We help oh, yeah. us out. Well, your Packers suck. We need to hire <laughs> uh, let's, see, well, let's take our first break when we come wait, back. Wait a minute. If you hire Scoots, hold on. I need, we need somebody to fix stuff. It's not going to be you. I, I fix stuff. Take our first I break. Brom. When we come back, uh, we're going to dive fully into this Louisville NC State game. Three reasons why I'm confident about tonight's game. Three reasons why I'm a little bit worried. Also, some of the things that I've picked up listening to NC State fans and reading their fan sites uh, over the past 48 hours or so. They've got you know, a little bit of confidence down there in Raleigh. We'll talk about why. Coming up after the break, it's the Mike Rutherford Show. Game day edition here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. It's just one of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany is the perfect spot for a healthy alternative to fast food. They provide a variety of freshly made sandwiches as well as salads and delicious soups. And you can dine in or take it to go. They also have many dinner options such as ham, turkey, frozen sides, and desserts, which provide a complete meal. Catering is also available for small groups or large gatherings. Call Honey Baked Ham today, 812-941-9426, or visit them, 3602 Northgate Court. Suite 23 in New Albany. Kratz Sporting Goods is Southern Indiana's team sports specialist and is your local Adidas team product dealer. Kratz specializes in outfitting your team, organization, club, or business in apparel, hard goods, and accessories from Adidas and many others. Kratz offers fundraising opportunities for your team, organization, or club through online web stores. Let our friendly staff get you started today by calling 812-282-5400. Or visit and shop at our website at kratsports.com. 
TJ Walker here for Shady Rays. Dropping a lot of money on sunglasses always seemed crazy to me. I'd wear them a few times, I'd lose them or break them. That's why I'm so glad I discovered Shady Rays. Polarized shades at a great price that you can try for 30 days risk-free. And even if you lose or break them, they'll send you a replacement pair. Plus, every pair you buy goes to fight hunger in America. Go to ShadyRays.com now and place your order. Use promo code BIGX to receive 25% off. Jason here with AirServe, and I have an offer you can't refuse. For this month only, get a complete system installed for only $69.95. This is not a gimmick, and there are no hidden costs. That's right. Get a complete system for $69.95 installed. Hurry up and call today to set up your appointment before we are totally booked. Go to AirServe.com and schedule your appointment today. Remember, stay cool, stay comfortable, stay AirServe. Time to replace or service your HVAC system? Barry at BJ Heating and Cooling can help you choose the best and most reliable new Bryant cooling and heating system to fit your family's needs. Bryant, whatever it takes. BJ Heating and Cooling has faithfully served Kentuckiana for over 35 years and is one of the largest and most reliable heating and cooling companies in Kentuckiana. Experts you can trust can be reached at 812-283-7221 and online at bjheatcool.com. Tars fans, earn your master's in business analytics from the University of Louisville in just 13 months. Our expert faculty are experienced in the industry and the classroom, combining high-quality coursework with hands-on practical experience. With paid internship opportunities, professional networking, and real-world high-impact learning, you'll gain the knowledge and skills needed to advance your career. To get started or learn more, visit business.louisville.edu backslash MBA today. The smell of perfectly baked pizza and the sounds of the big game are what you'll find at Boomba's Pizza and Watch Bar in the Highlands, J-Town, Westport Village, Elizabethtown, and Jeffersonville. Boomba's has served its award-winning menu for over 24 years. It's everything a football fan could want before, during, or after a big game. Hot subs, calzones, CC pasta bakes, a fantastic kids' menu, or a famous pizza creation. Boomba's is crafted for you. We hope to see you soon for lunch or dinner at Boomba's. Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right, and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. The work is unparalleled. It's prompt. The team's the epitome of professionalism. (laughs) You know, when I see an Allen Electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit allenelectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. sounded weird too that was different now it sounds better now we're good whatever you just did keep doing that just keep putting that magic tk touch on whatever's going on back there you have no idea what the power of this thing is i don't or whatever else is going on back there i can't see it so i don't I, 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 out of sight out of mind i'm good with it getting excited though tonight uh cards taking on I'm nc state life that was that motto. seven o'clock kickoff in raleigh at carter finley stadium espn's got the national tv coverage louisville is still a three and a half point favorite the spread has stayed pretty stagnant all week long 
I think Louisville opened up as a three-point favorite. They're now going off as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, which says Vegas thinks if, if this game were being played at Ellen and Stadium, the cards would be about a nine-point favorite, about ten-point favorite. Uh, and if it was on a neutral field, they'd be about a touchdown favorite. So, got to like that. Look at you. Do you already know all the gambling lingo? I, I, hey, I picked it up fast. 24 hours in a gambling state, boom, I'm all over. I made my first 50 bucks, and now I'm ready to just give out tips left and right. It's who I am. It's what I do. Do you know what a parlay is? I do. You know what a teaser is. I know what a teaser is. Yeah, I'm just talking about prom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I've got three reasons why I'm confident in Louisville's ability to get a victory tonight and move to 3-0. and Does this surprise you? That Only we, three? 3-0 th- and in the ACC. Does this surprise you that we've never been 3-0 and in the ACC? I mean, this is almost, we've almost played in this conference for a decade now. Yeah, because a little bit, because you, you, when you think back of the – I always get the years mixed up with the Lamar years. but the, the, the 2015 through 2017. I know. The, the meltdown year 16 then, right? Yeah. Yes. That You would think that that would be, if you were going to be like, oh, just without like knowing for a fact and guessing, that would be the one I'd be like, oh, we, we did it that year, right? Because we didn't melt down in the last three games of the season. But We just lost to Clemson. We lost to Clemson early. Yeah, that's the kind of the, the trick. The trick in there, but it was this week. It was the fifth game of the year. It was the third game of conference play. So yeah, and then I think. But other than that year, I mean, that would be the only one I would, if I was just not knowing, and you you asked me that question, and I was just a casual Louisville fan or just casual college football fan, I would, I would think maybe that year. But I could, other than that year, I would say, okay, I can see it. It's not probably not reasonable. Yeah, but you see. would think. I mean, because the first three years in the conference, we didn't lose to anybody in the Atlantic Division besides Clemson and Florida State that the quartet of Syracuse, Wake, BC, and NC State, we beat all three years. So you're thinking, you're surely to God, one of those times we started off 3-0, and but it just didn't happen. The first year we beat uh, Miami, we beat somebody else, uh, maybe Syracuse, and then we lost that game to Virginia, which was a, a big surprise. And then just, you know, we I actually did forget about that. Yeah, we played Clemson early on a couple of times. We, we lost to them in 2015 early. We lost to them in 2016 early. And then just haven't been as good the last few years. So... This is an opportunity for us to become 5-0 and for just the eighth time in program history and 3-0 and for the first time in conference play since uh, 2012. The Big East, even that 2013 team that only lost one game the entire year did not start 3-0 and in Big East play. They lost to UCF in their third conference game. So it's a rarity, a rare error for us if we go down to Carter-Finley and come away with a victory tonight. Would you rather me start this with one of the— what happens when you bring Braun back. Is that you're damn right. Jeff Timber. The I, power I mean, yeah. knows I mean, no limits. This is the last game of Jeff Timber. Soak it up while you can, folks. It feels good. Drink it in, man. Drink it in. All right, the three reasons. Would you rather me start with one reason why I'm confident or one reason why I'm worried? Keep in mind that I've got to end with whatever you don't do. So we, we're either ending with, if you want to go with the confident one first, that means we're ending with a worry. I, I want to start with worry because I like to end with a happy ending. I, the, this is the most obvious thing to me. Okay. Let's see if it's one of the probably most obvious to me. Then. I mean, I think it's, it should be the most obvious to everybody. We haven't played in a road environment like yeah. this. And honestly, we're – like we have a weird road schedule, I, I think it's pretty easy to say this is going to be the toughest environment that we play in this entire season because our other four games on the road away from home are all like NFL stadiums. We played at Lucas Oil already. Yep. We played at Mercedes-Benz. Pitt plays in, a, in an NFL stadium. Miami plays in an NFL stadium. They don't, they're always playing in them, though, do they? Don't they they play? don't, but they, they, they'll play us there. Okay, yeah. That's, I remember that now. Yeah. So this is like the only time that we're going to have a true college environment on the road this season. And they're making a big deal out of it. They have not done the blackout thing since they played us in 2017. That you know they, they they did the blackout. They wore the all black uniforms, and it worked. Like they beat Lamar Jackson and company down pretty good in that game. Uh, beat us by a couple of touchdowns. Like they're they feel like this is the game that can send their season 
on the trajectory that they're hoping for. And if they lose it, they feel like they've got tougher games moving forward. Like they do play Clemson this year. I think they do play F- FSU this year. So they're like, if we lose this game, you run the risk of being like six and six, seven and five, and having a disappointing year. Like they're putting a lot into this. And, and Carter Finley at night is a very tough place to play. They've not lost a home night game since 2019. They also have not lost a home opener in conference play since all the way back in 2015 when we beat them with Lamar Jackson um, as a true freshman. So, like, they've had a ton of success at home, especially recently. They've won 17 of their last 19 games at home. Does that kind of surprise you a little bit? How many of them? 17 of their last 19 they've won. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess it shouldn't come as too much surprise. North Carolina State's been a, a decent program over the last several years, and if, if the if the math works out right every year, you get to you know your tough games on the road, and I could say that would work out. But I would, I'd be I'm a little surprised it's only one off. I would have thought a little maybe a few more losses in there. But yeah, seventeen nineteen is is a lot. Still pretty good. They had had I think the before last year, they had won like fifteen consecutive games at home, and it was the second longest streak in the country. So they they've been a really really good home team, especially recently with Dave Doran. They've been good against us at home recently. They've won two of their last three against us uh, in Raleigh. They've won three of the last five in the series total. And they're also, I guess I didn't realize this, and I, maybe you did, but how much Bill Cower means to them. And they're doing this thing tonight where – Did he go there? Yeah, Bill Cower is going to be officially inducted into the Wolfpack Ring of Honor between the first and second quarters. He's the only former NC State player mm-hmm. who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, really? And, like, I didn't I, – so I had no idea until I was reading it, like, how much – NC State fans just love Bill Cowher, like how big of a deal he is in Raleigh. And so apparently having him there is going to be this just energy boost to that entire stadium. Like they've got all the mojo on their side in this game when it comes to the intangibles, to the, all the off-the-field stuff. It falls in their favor. And then you add in the fact that we have not played in a true road environment. Like that's – for some of these guys, it's going to be their, their first taste of big-time college football in a place like this. I mean, Kevin Coleman at Jackson State didn't play in road environments like this. Uh Jamari Thrash at Georgia State didn't play in road environments like this. Hell, Jack Plummer last year at Cal did not play in road environments like this. Like This is going to be a tough test for a lot of people that maybe have not experienced it either at all in college or for a long time in college. Isn't Torrey Holton in the Hall of Fame? Torrey Holton in the NFL Hall of Fame? Hmm. Not according to the NC State game. Though. No, you're right. He's not. He's, yeah, he is. No, okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get – you distracted me with that trivia. I was like, wow, that, that blew my mind a little bit. Um and I don't know, did, did Plummer, I had to look at his schedule, but I, I mean, I guess maybe he hadn't played. I mean, I know it's going to be crazy atmosphere tonight. It's a Friday night, and, and, and we, we've, talk, we've said a reason why it's going to be insane there. But I don't know. I mean, I had to look at his schedule. I could think maybe he played in some atmosphere similar to it, wouldn't you say? You don't, you don't think so? Um, I mean, he's been, he's year, been in college for six years. I mean, I mean, as, as, Purdue, maybe. I mean, I don't know. They played USC on the road last year. I guess that yeah. would be. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with you on that one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you. I just, I, I find. It's like the NC State set you gave me a second ago that was 17 on 19. And I believe you. It's just kind of hard to swallow. Well, man, I want to swallow it. <laughs> I wish it wasn't true, but it is. So <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> you ever had trouble swallowing pills? Are you one of those guys? No, I never have. I'm, I'm glad I haven't because that would suck. I always do the uh, I always do the philosophy of when, when you, as soon as you go to swallow, you smile. And it helps with it a lot. Really? I've never heard of that. I've heard the answer. What something my, my mom and my grandmother taught me. Crack a legitimate smile as just as you swallow, and it should help. It, it goes down without without even fatigue. Um, pass that along. <laughs> I used to do so much information with that that last rant. I, I don't know where to, where to go from here. I, between There's Bill, a lot out there. Between learning Bill Cowers, an NC State Wolfpack guy, 
and knowing that, uh, that he's the only Hall of Famer in there, which also blows my mind. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, now I'm getting a little more worried. Let me correct myself, too. Bill Cowher's got that chin. He, he brings that chin magic. Ooh. They had also won 16 consecutive home games uh, last year before losing, which was the longest, uh, second longest streak in the country and was the longest streak at NC State that had since Lou Holtz had led them to uh, 18 straight home wins between 1972 and 75. So, again, a lot of success at home, especially in recent years. It's going to be a tough place to play. One more stat that I'll throw out there. Lou Holtz left them for the Jets, and then within one season was fired. And where'd he go? Bobby Petrino's fired him with Arkansas. Mm. Arkansas's twice in their their school history hired a a flamed-out, one-and-done NFL coach. Yeah, NC State, they they notoriously schedule very easily at the beginning of the year. You may say, well, if we played Notre Dame, they don't have control over that. That's that's an ACC deal. (laughs) NC State loves doing the thing where they start 4-0 or 3-1 because they play a bunch of patsies and then become bowl eligible early in the season. They have been – I always used to make fun of this them about this because whenever we, you know, I tip, feel like we typically have played them in late September, early October, and they've always had this gaudy record. But we, we don't know anything about them because they've beaten up on ECU and Tulsa and a bunch of nobodies, and they have been three and one or better in twelve consecutive FBS seasons, which is kind of crazy. Like that's for a program that hasn't. It's not like NC State is running off a bunch of ten and two, nine and three, eleven and one seasons, but they've been three and one or four and zero. Oh, in each of the last 12 seasons, which is just kind of crazy. So going back to like 2011-ish? Yeah, but also goes to show that they just they don't schedule very well, typically. Oh, but yeah. I mean, yeah, because usually almost all those teams, I think the most wins in any of those teams is nine. Yeah, but in a season. still I mean, just kind of That's wild, insane, wild yeah. stat. Wild stat. Uh, the other thing that I, I want to throw out there. Team, I know you can't look this up, but of those 12 seasons, I wonder who the best team they beat in those, those, those starts was. Yeah, I feel like they have, there hasn't been many <laughs> that, that have stood out. Yeah, they, that, that's what I'm saying. I just, I'm might be us in 2017. Thing. I think they, you know, they beat us when we were both ranked um, with Lamar Jackson that Thursday night game. Last time they wore all black. Uh, the only other thing, and this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, I just think, thought it was kind of a weird stat that I stumbled upon last night. You know, Everyone's expecting this to be a close game. Spreads three and a half. I feel like every prediction that I see, whether it's for NC State or for Louisville, is predicting kind of a one-score game or a single-digit score game. The last uh, six times we've played in this series, they've all been decided by two touchdowns or more. Have they really? I thought that one was closer down there two years ago. Was that you? Again, we beat them twenty-five ten last year at, at home. Um, what was the last the Thursday night game we had? Was it two years ago or three years ago? I thought that was close. Do you remember the Lamar Jackson game in twenty seventeen? No, no, I'm thinking that was the Thursday night game. They beat us by fourteen. I think maybe it was a little farther than I thought. It was. Uh, two years ago in Raleigh, they beat us twenty-eight thirteen. Um, okay, that's the one. Yeah, the 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 one since I've been uh, our first year together. Two years yeah, ago, they beat yeah. us twenty eight thirteen. Okay, so I was we, thinking for some reason I thought that game was closer than it was. We so. didn't play in the COVID year. The year before yeah. that, in twenty nineteen, Satterfield's first year, uh, we beat them thirty four twenty. The twenty eighteen disaster year, they beat us fifty two to ten. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and that then was. the Lamar game was uh, was thirty nine twenty five in twenty seventeen. The year before was when Lamar went crazy on them, and we beat them fifty four to thirteen. But we are the last of the of the series to win on the road, which was the three years ago, right? We won three years ago. We beat them on the road. Yeah, yeah. and okay. they've only beaten us at home once, and it was the the twenty eighteen, oh, which did, doesn't count. Don't stop. You just stop right there. All I heard was we were the last road team to win this series. We, we, and again, they've only beaten us at home once. Yeah, so we we on the road. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that Thursday night game was close. I remember being that that was but that was another blackout night. It was pumped. That place was insane. I said it was the last time they did it. Yeah, that was. I remember. I remember that crowd being really into it. Here's the difference between this game and that game. That that was that was a Satterfield Cunningham offense. This is a Brom and Plummer team. Well, that wasn't a, a Satterfield Cunningham offense. That was a Petrino Lamar Jackson offense. 
2013 loss? 2013? What are you talking about? Yeah, when we lost on Thursday night. 2017 oh, was the Thursday seven. night game. Oh, that okay. was the blackout. That was Lamar. We lost. Th- I don't know how many times I can say it. 39-25. We lost by two touchdowns. Too many damn touchdowns. It's okay. All right, reason why I'm confident. What was it Saturday? What are you talking about? Nothing. Go on. Reason why I'm confident. Number one. We are the best team in the country when it comes to chunk plays, especially through the air. We have more passes of 40 yards or more than any team in the country. We're tied for the nation's lead in plays of 70 yards or more, 60 yards or more, and 80 yards or more. Dewar Jordan leads the nation in plays of 65 yards or more by a wide, wide margin. We thrive on the big play. NC State, the biggest Achilles heel for their defense so far this season has been giving up the big play. They rank in the bottom 20 of the FBS when it comes to uh, holding teams without chunk plays. So, like, we're going to have have a few of these open. We're going to have a couple of plays where we have a receiver running wide open or there's a hole for Jawar to make a big play or Jeff calls a trick play that works. It's just a matter of capitalizing on them and making sure that they pay. They did it. Like, Virginia, actually, if you watched any of the game last Friday, Virginia's offense had a decent amount of big plays against NC State. NC State, on all those occasions, just stopped them from scoring touchdowns in those plays and then got a – I think three or four red zone stops. Um, that was a huge, huge key for them. So getting into the actual end zone on those big plays, having Jamari Thrash or Kevin Coleman or whoever outrun somebody could wind up being the difference here. But there are going to be big plays available for this offense tonight. We've got a hit on them. And look, we feel much better about that, I think, after what Jack Plummer was able to do last week against BC. Correct? Yes, and they got lucky to beat Virginia, to be honest with you. Virginia, Virginia pretty much shot themselves in their own foot down the stretch of that game. I did watch a little bit of that game because I bet NC State uh, last week, and I was like, oh, well, you know, they should beat Virginia. It's Virginia, right? Yeah, I, I, that, that does help me feel more confident in remi- reminding me of that Virginia-NC State game. Big plays will be out there. Uh, reason number two why I'm a little bit worried. I do think, I know the Notre Dame game, they got gashed a little bit. They gave up 45 points. They gave up uh, Sam Hartman had a, had a bunch of big plays. I still think, and this is all due respect, but not really, to Indiana. I think this is the most talented defense we've gone up against this year. And I think it's probably when, when all said and done, it'll be the best of these five defenses that we've played so far. They're not as good as they usually are. Like, I think you, when you think NC State, you think big, physical, athletic guys up front, a decent secondary, a, a lot of guys that are going to get drafted. Like they've produced a ton of NFL talent on that Mario side of the ball. Williams. Yeah, in, in, the, in the Dave Doran era and the Tony Gibson era. They haven't been as great this year. They still have a ton of talent. And – like, I think that they have Peyton Wilson at linebacker might be the best defensive player that we've seen so far this season. He led the ACC in tackles a couple of seasons ago. He leads the ACC in tackles right now. He's a huge dude with a 4-5-40 time. Um, he's very, very good. And the other thing that gives me a little bit concerned about their defense is they've got the best corner that I think we've played so far this season. They've got two pretty good corners. But Aiden White is really, really good. Shaheen Battle or Shaheen Battle is the other one. He's pretty good. But White, we do this thing. like We don't try to hide where our guys are going to go. We line up Jamari Thrash on the right side of the field, split out far nine, on 90% of plays. So if they want to pair White on Thrash all game long, they can do it. Like, like We're not going to get a lot of matchups, I think, where we have Thrash on battle. If they want to take him away, I think they can do a pretty good job of doing that. Their linebackers outside of Wilson are fine. They're not great. But they're going to get – they want to play downhill. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to attack. It means that we're going to have to be good with play calling. I think it's going to be scheme versus scheme a lot of times. 
but they've got the type of defense that I think can give us some problems the same way that Indiana did in the second half of that game, even though they're not quite as good, especially up front, as they used to be, as they have been in the past. Well, see, that's, that's where I, I, I'm not saying I don't think you have reason to be, be worried because, I mean, you've got plenty of teams with very good corners. It's always reason to be worried. Of course, they only have two. We have we have at least three to four great receivers, so we, we can we can out we outnumber them on that. I would be more worried about that front line. That's where Indiana's strength was was that is that front line and getting pressured. If when Plummer is being being forced to make a decision quicker than he wants to, is where I get worried with with with, with Jack Plummer as our quarterback and and trying to force that ball in a situation where he has got a guy coming up his you know down his throat. That's 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 where I get worried. If we can keep him with enough time to upright, is when I, I I have less less worry than you would have. Here's the thing about NC State's defense, though, and this is I know this is supposed to be like the worry category, but this is a positive. Their safeties suck. Like their safeties are bad, and, and they not good for a team that loves to go deep. Especially we like to attack safeties in our passing game. Like we are, that's Jeff Brom's mo, and it has been against teams with good safeties. It'll be definitely doubly so against teams with bad safeties. They're also really thin at the safety position. They've had a ton of injuries. Um, but it leads to a kind of a conundrum for them. They like bringing pressure, but do you leave those safeties out there on an island, or, or do you have situations where you've got a linebacker who has to cover Chris Bell or a linebacker who has to cover Kevin Coleman? Like I, I think that we can exploit those advantages if they want to bring the pressure. I think also – like they've got to be cognizant of the fact that we've had a really good screen game in, in recent years. Like this could be a well-timed screen could do the same thing that it did in the first play of the second half last week against BC, where they're just trying to get to Jack Plummer, trying to get to Jack Plummer, and boom, he's gone. Like I think that even if they, like here's my bold prediction for the receivers tonight. I think that they'll do a good job at limiting Thrash because uh, I I just think that White is that good and they'll put a lot of it pay a lot of attention to him. I think somebody else is going to go off. I think this could be a Amari Huggins Bruce game in the passing game where he gets on another really couple of big plays because he winds up yeah, he winds up getting mismatched against a bad safety, he's in the wrong spot, or they try to have a linebacker cover him. Like I, I think that this could be a night where him or Bell or Coleman or Jaden Thompson, somebody else, just, just goes off and hits on a couple of big plays because they're paying so much attention to thrash. But their safeties are bad, their corners are good, their linebackers, they've got one really good one and, and a, a couple of okay ones. And their defensive front is is solid, but not spectacular the way it's been in the past. So I, I do think it's going to be a challenge for us, but it's a challenge that with the right play calling, I think we can definitely exploit. Now they think listening to I listened to a couple of their podcasts, their fan writers who they, they do a good job. They broke down stuff really thoroughly. They don't think Plummer's very good. Like they all to a man, they were like, I just I mean, I'm not impressed with his arm strength. I don't think that you know some of these throws you just have guys that are wide open. It looked like BC wasn't trying. Like, they think that they can – they think Dwar Jordan's good. They think they can get to Plummer and they can make him have a rough game, which maybe they're right. But I would love to see Jack step up and really kind of solidify his spot as one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC because now he's got some attention. But I think the question is, can you do it against a capable defense where you're getting a little bit more pressure than you were against BC? I mean, to that NC State writers, I mean, I would just – I'd like to be like, hey, listen, I've seen quarterbacks that miss wide open guys. For example, look at your quarterback. I mean, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in the past. Having a guy wide open doesn't necessarily mean the quarterback's going to get it to him. Now, so, I mean, it's, it's, and I get where you can. I, I still think that that. I mean, I can say the same thing about their quarterback to a degree. I mean, it just I don't know. I just I think that's kind of uh, I won't say lazy, but just kind of generic uh, breakdown of 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 a, of a false confidence 
Yeah, I think their whole thing was they looked at the numbers, you know, before they started watching our past games. They looked at the, the numbers on paper, and they're like, damn, you know, this is the no, the, the best offense in the ACC. It's one of the best offenses in the country. Plummer's getting all these these national awards. And they watched it, and they're like, eh, like, I, I think that, you know, I think that maybe he's more of the player he was at Cal than he has been at Louisville so far. And look, maybe they're right. Well, we'll find out. I hope that they're not. I don't think that they will be. I think I expect Plummer to play well tonight. Um, but he is a guy, look, Brahm has said it. Stephen Heron said it a couple weeks ago. I think Plummer himself has even said it. There have been times where he gets his, in his own head a little bit, where he's so, you know, Brahm says it's because he's so passionate about winning, wants to win so badly that he just gets too hyped up and overthinks a little bit. This is going to be one of those environments where he cannot have that happen. Like, like they're going to be going crazy. If you make one mistake, the place is going to blow up. You've got to be able to take a deep breath, see the field, make the right decision, trust the offense, trust the weapons you have around you. And if he doesn't do that, then we're going to be in trouble. Um, Reason why I'm confident. I don't know that I was, that one. I kind of danced around. It was both confident and worried. But <laughs> a little bit, yeah, it's okay though. But I'm definitely confident about our, our ability to run the ball against them. I I, I know that they've uh, Wilson's great. He's going to get a lot of the tackles. But you wanted to make tackles four or five, six yards downfield. And I think that our offensive line against their defensive front should, 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 should be an advantage for us when it's mano y mano. Now when they bring extra guys, that's a little bit different. But when we're just going straight up against them. I think they're going to be holes there for Jawar Jordan to run through. Audric Estime for Notre Dame gashed this defense. 14 carries, 134 yards, averaged 9.6 yards per carries, uh, had a couple of touchdowns. The big, you know, he did a lot of damage on that with an 80-yard touchdown run. But I think that we should be able to run the ball consistently against them. And that also, I think, will help Plummer in the passing game. If you keep them honest, make sure that they can't just bring a bunch of dudes, stack the box, then I think Jack will be able to have more success. So... I expect another very solid game tonight from Jawar, both in the run and in the passing game. I mean, they, I, I, I welcome them to stack that box and put our their, their guys one on one against our receivers and see what happens. Now, the other, the last reason why I'm still a little bit worried, I think, and I know you took kind of a, a shot at him there. I think Brandon Armstrong's still good. I think he, mm. I, I think he still has the ability, to be really good. Yeah, to be, to be. A, I mean, I think we're all we all have a little bit of PTSD because of what he did to us in the second half of the game two years ago. He was terrible against us last year. Like we, we need to keep that in mind. But watching a little bit, because I had just assumed I, I watched a little bit of the Virginia game, and I was like, man, this guy he sucks. And I saw all the NC State fans ripping him. I went back and watched some of the highlights from their their, their Notre Dame game and from the Virginia game in full, and he just doesn't have a whole lot of help around him. Like he's their leading rusher by a fairly wide margin. Their, their running game has done nothing so far. They're using a bunch of guys, and none of them are getting anything going in, in the rush game. And then his wide receiving core is super young. 38% of their, their receiving uh, yards and catches have come from true freshmen this year. Juice Farine is a fantastic name. Kevin Concepcion has been their biggest guy. They're both true freshmen. Like Maybe they're going to get better as time goes on. They're that, going to form. Grandson? <laughs> exactly. They're going <laughs> to form more of a rapport with, with Brandon Armstrong, who's played college football since like the late 90s. But for right now, it just seems like everything's missing a little bit. And if you can get pressure on him, I think that he like he can extend plays with his feet. He's a better athlete than people think. He's, he's actually a pretty solid runner. He definitely hurt us with that the last couple of years. But if you can get him out of the pocket and force him to make throws where he's got a hand in his face, he will – make mistakes like he will give the secondary a chance for a huge interception but I think if we don't get there and, and besides Ashton Galati like we haven't had a ton of success at getting into the backfield if we just let him sit back there and pick us apart I think he's good enough to do that and I, I'm worried that we're going to be like the Brennan Armstrong breakout game where it's 
hey, Bob and I and, and Brendan Armstrong, they're back. They finally figured some stuff out. I mean, if he couldn't, if he couldn't have that against his former team of Virginia, I don't know if he can have it against us, right? Well, that's what you hope. But yeah. I, I do think that we know he has that ability, which is a worry for me. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, last, last point. This is my my confident thing, and it sort of I, I kind of danced around it there as well. But their total lack of playmakers on offense outside of Armstrong, like this is a. I think you're used to seeing an NC State team that has a couple of game breakers. They typically have a couple of good wide receivers and a running back who's maybe a little bit feast or famine. They've had nobody step up and really take the reins and say, I'm a legit all-ACC player on the outside or I'm a legit all-ACC running back. Like Nobody is they – were, they were giving six guys carries the first two weeks. They've kind of settled on three guys now, uh, Houston – uh, Mims is kind of the guy that I think that they're really emphasizing right now. And uh, Lasane, none of them have been good. Like, none of them have done anything in their, their rush game. Louisville should be able to keep that going. I think we should be able to swallow that up. And, and then on the outside, our corners are definitely good. Our safeties have been good for the most part. As long as we just don't have busted coverages, I don't think that they have. Concepcion is talented. Juice Farine is good enough. But they don't have a guy that should – in a one-on-one situation, just whip Jarvis Brownlee or Quincy Riley or any of our safeties and make a, like a, one of those plays that you just throw your hands up and say that's an NFL dude making an NFL-type play. I don't think they have that ability on offense. What Zay Flowers did to his last year. Exactly, yeah, it, perfect. I don't think that they have a guy like that that can single-handedly change the game because he's just that dude. And because of that, I'll be really disappointed if our defense doesn't have a good night tonight. I concur. No thought. Surprise to you? <laughs> I mean, outside, of, is there anything that, that I, I I didn't touch on that you have kind of thought about this game that you're maybe concerned about, or that you think is more of a point of emphasis for us and more that, of an advantage for you, us than I've that I've talked about? That you didn't touch? No, I think you you hit them all. Okay, that I can think of. I mean, that I've thought of. Um, the, the last thing that I'll say, I didn't read all. I didn't read all their their uh, writers though. I, I That's fine. I haven't, I've, been, I've had too much on my, you know, my plate. I've got, I got a lot to do. You got a lot of stuff going on. I watched OVW last night. That's that's cool. Yeah. The, uh, the the only other thing, and Keith pointed this out in the the what to watch for post from yesterday, and it, it's obvious for every game. I feel like it's especially important in this game. Turnovers. Uh, both teams have done well in turnovers. We're plus two. We've not lost a turnover battle yet this season. NC State is plus one. Armstrong can be a turnover machine. We should have an advantage here, because I think that Plummer has been. You know, his turnovers, his interceptions have been deep shots at the end of halves or deep shots where it's just kind of an arm punt on third down and long. Like, he hasn't thrown a terrible pick just yet. One kind of bad pick. Besides that, he hasn't had the Brandon Armstrong-type turnovers, and our running backs have not put the ball on the ground yet, knocking on wood over here. I think that this could be a game where we beat them in turnovers if our, if we can get to Armstrong a little bit. I think that would be an advantage for us. I was going to ask you which, what was the bad turnover in your mind. we got a little less than a minute, about 40 seconds to the top of the hour. What was what, 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 what was the bad the pick at the end of the half against Georgia Tech. Well, that was just a, that was just a throw-up ball, though. It was, but he shouldn't have thrown it. They That's gave him a chance true, to score. Yeah. Well, you say the same thing about the IU game, too. True. Bit, yeah. we, we got to go to break. 502-414-1450. We'll turn things over to the Thornton's text line in hour number two. Here are your thoughts. Where is your confidence level? Let us know. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 
Keep it locked on Kentucky Alice, only locally owned sports talk. 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville. Here's what you missed. here of the Mike Rutherford Show. Friday game edition. I feel like we've done this a ton. Three of the first five games have been uh, weeknight games. We only have one more after this. Thursday night, it'll, it'll be the glow game against Virginia, but after this, it's all Saturday sailing for the rest of the season. Feels good. I kind of like game day shows. I feel like I, I enjoy, there's not a whole lot of time to stir, not a whole lot, you know, I'll get off the air here, you and I will go home, we'll, it'll be almost kickoff time. I kind of like the, the short amount of time between Rutherford Show and and kickoff. Kickoff is officially 7.30, right? 7. Yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm, yeah, be behind a little bit in the game because I'm here till 7. Ooh, Why are you here uh, till 7? I got. I need to hang around and make sure that uh, Spears gets on okay with Josh at 7. I'm assuming we have Stanex plays. Uh, Ryle. Plays Ryle tonight on the road. Uh, we'll yeah. have that right here on 1450 Big X. Trinity will play. It's, it's on the road taking on Cincinnati Stanex. I don't know where that game will be on. Uh, it'll be on. It'll, it'll be on nine seventy. Yeah. Well, nine seventy is the UFL. Oh yeah, it'll be. Ooh, that's a good question. I have to look that up. And Scoots is, is Scoots doing a game this week? I believe he's on ninety four seven. Yeah. Have you seen the high school game of the week poll? By the way, I have not. No. Should I? I think you might want to check it out. I, I usually don't. I, I I'll be honest with you. I don't normally. Uh, I try to avoid these questions. What's well, a down week for local high school football as far as teams from Louisville playing teams from Louisville. So Ooh. Yeah. You've got Mail playing an out-of-state opponent. You've got Sanex on the road playing Ryle. You've got Trinity playing a, a team from Ohio. Uh, Manuel's off. Ballard's off. So we had some – it was a chance to get some new blood in here in the poll. We had Valley at Doss, Moore at Seneca, DeSales at Wagner, Butler at Atherton. And right now, yeah. DeSales at Wagner is leading the vote with about 51%. I mean, not, not only leading, it's, it's way ahead. It's way ahead. The next close one's 25. I think that you should feel pretty good about potentially getting a chance to pick either for or against your team on homecoming night. Hey, Roush. Hey, bum. Hey, Roush, guess what? Wagner's coming. Come in. You, you step into our house. You think you dare walk up into the cage on prom, uh, on homecoming? I was like prom night. <laughs> on homecoming? No, 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 my, my big bald friend. You do not come up into our house on homecoming and walk up into the cage like that. You walk up a cage, you're going to get treated like an animal. I'm assuming you're not going to the reunion tonight. I don't watch Louisville games. I, to- I told you that, though. Why would you plan the reunion on a night that UofL is playing? Come on. <laughs> I come got, on, Wagner. I, I, I got I to share this. I'm not going to say their name. Okay. But, like, I guess so I get a message from, like, the reunion thing or whatever. And I, I'm not going to talk about it live on Facebook. But it was like it was, it was something like the, the tour will begin at 630. Uh, game starts at, like, 7 or whatever. Like, <laughs> and then the next time was – Initially, we had planned to go to Saints and and ha- and have uh, and hang out, but apparently there's a Louisville game on uh, tonight, tomorrow tonight, and they can't save us an area. I'm like, apparently there's a Louisville. I did not know there was a Louisville game tonight. Wagner planning ahead. This is what happens when you let the ladies uh, put everything together. Ooh, I got some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news as far as 30 minutes ago that I did not see. We and I mentioned this. Still breaking to me. Jamison Williams is back. Jamison Williams. Well, I thought he had a six-game suspension. He has officially been reinstated. The NFL is making changes to their gambling policies. 
those changes mean that Williams is now reinstated immediately. What a time to be a Lions nice. fan. It's all just coming up Lions right now. Now he's got to stay healthy, baby. He's going to stay healthy. He's gonna I'm, 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 I'm bigger. I like Jameson Williams. I do. I thought it was. Let's go. It's go time. It's go time. It's go time. Now you got St. Brown being, not having to worry about anything over that middle. He's going to be off free just running around like a kid in a candy shop. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Is he, well, I just love it. You're going to lose the NFC title game. You know that. You're, you're coming to Philly. You, if we play, if Lions and Eagles play an NFC title game, where are we going? I mean, we have to. You'll go to, if Lions go to Super Bowl, will you go? <laughs> now, keep in mind, this year, that would be tough since in Vegas. It would be very tough. And I don't mean tough because, like, people are like, Vegas is probably the flight would be the cheapest part of the whole thing. Because flights to Orlando and Vegas are relatively kind of cheap. But the ticket for Vegas is going to be. See, this is what I'm, I'm going to do charts. the. If I got a hookup, I would go. I, I would have to get, like, a hookup. I would have to have somebody who had an in that got me, like, a place to stay, or like, a cheap ticket, like, a media thing. What would, what would be your what would be your limit? I'd play ticket oh, for I don't want a price on it, but I. You, you, don't, you don't have, like, a cap for what you pay for a ticket? Like no. Three it, grand, four grand, five I'm, grand? I'm, no, I'm not paying anywhere near that. No. You, you would, would you pay over 1000 No. No. No, I'm not paying over 1000 Not to see the lines in the Super Bowl. You wouldn't pay over a grand for a ticket? No. I, I mean, I'd have to. If I was, like, single and had, like, if I was in your position. Okay. I would, yeah, I'd do that. If you were in Trevor's position, then how high would you go? No pun intended. I'd go pretty high. It'd be a hell of a trip. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. But I'd want to go with, like, a friend. Like, I... I well, yeah, I mean, because but the thing, nice thing about being in Vegas, though, even if you have a friend that that could give two bleeps about the Lions or whoever your opponent is, they'll probably maybe want to go just to go to Vegas with you. That's true. And then you go the you would go to the game, and they would just go to you know, somewhere and watch the game or whatever. You know, I feel weird going to the game. I, 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 well, you know, I, did, I know you did it, but yeah. Yeah, but the thing, nice thing, the thing is, I did it too. But when you're there, trust you're going to find several people that are are, are like sure. thinking as you. Sure. I mean. I, the aisle I sat in, I sat in. I had now I had some Patriot fans in front of me that were kind of kind of DBs, but like the everybody to my right and to my and to my left were like Eagles fans. One of them was a him and his son were from Florida. They flew up there, and hell, the, the guy I sat next to, I had to with, trade numbers with him. In fact, I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he sent me a, a newspaper from the, uh, the the Super Bowl you know headline, mailed it to me from that's from cool Philly. So yeah. I mean, I do love making friends on road games. You get to, yeah. I've just I mean, never like I've never done it like by myself. I mean, after we win, I remember hugging just complete strangers. Oh, that's the best part I about mean, yeah. going to road games. It's like I, I mean, at the Notre Dame game, I was I had no idea the guys I was standing next to at the at the beginning of the game, and by the end, like we're hugging like on the missed field goal. It's, yeah. it's like it's like a group like jump and hug. It was, <laughs> it was fantastic. It was wonderful. It is cool. It's, it's one of the best things about sports. I love going to road games. Haven't been in a while, but it's always it's just fun. Like when you cheer, when your section's the only place in a building cheering, it's great. Yeah. Uh, all right, 502-414-1450, text line. We, we shared our thoughts. We want to hear from you guys now. Texter says, let's go stomp a mud hole in Raleigh. Let's make Jeff Timber a September to remember. Go Cards. Chris the Plumber. I was about to say, let's make, let's make them lost like the, like their colony, but that, was, that wasn't Raleigh. That was uh, Roanoke, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Different state. That should be a movie. Why didn't they make a movie about that? It'd be a good movie, wouldn't it? The Mason Dixon Raleigh movie. Oh, shit. Texas says, I think I figured out why I thought Mason Dixon was in Tennessee, by the way, but I'm not going to tell you because it'll make fun of me. Is it from uh, Wagon Wheel as well? No, it's. <laughs> it's a nice thing I'm embracing that. Because of the, the Alabama song, Dixon. Uh, Dixon Across the Mason, Dixon. Dixon <laughs> I knew it was from a song. Because he says we're going to have it like on a Tennessee Friday, Saturday Tennessee night. Tennessee Mason Dixon, I always thought it was in Mason, Mason, Tennessee. I can see that. I don't, I'm, I'm not, not going to okay. throw you for that. 
Alright. Because <laughs> that's the more old things you can make fun of me for. <laughs> yeah. Texas says USA is getting our butt kicked in the Ryder Cup. We should send our college kids. At least they'd try harder. Did I do that right, Trevor? <laughs> make, is he making like a reference to the basketball, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't know. Do, would college golfers like they would get torched? I would think so. Yeah, this isn't. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think we can, we can't send college kids to the Olympics anymore in basketball. They could probably get destroyed. I mean, yeah. I mean, our our pros are getting destroyed right now. I mean, we can well. Keep in mind that the team we sent recently was no better than probably our best college team. Not true. I mean, those are still pros. Those are still good NBA players that got worked by the. Like, if we sent our college players now, we'd get just a little. I'd say you're half right. They are NBA players. Um, but yeah. I mean, they're more than like five good NBA players. <laughs> you, you would like to think so. It, moving on, I don't know anything about college golf other than I guess Tiger played at Stanford and Justin played at Alabama. But other than that, I couldn't tell you anything about college golf. And hey, we need to do that. Justin Thomas did, by the way, get our first point. I mean, he carried Jordan Spieth the entire time. If, if Spieth had given him anything in the last eight holes, then they would have won. I mean, USA didn't win a single match. They have three. Who are who are the best American? I know Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas was a because he had a bad year. Like he did not qualify automatically for the Ryder Cup. He was a very controversial captain's pick because he like was not on the like the points list. He would not have been the next man up. But he's really good at the Ryder Cup. He really embraces it. So he got picked and he played insanely well today. Okay. And who, who else is who else is the American team? Uh, all 12? Well, not all 12. I mean, he's like the best three or four, I guess. I mean, I'm starting to think of who you would – I mean, you know Brooks Kepka. Yeah, I know that name, yeah. I, you know Xander Shoffley? I know we've talked about him. I don't – that doesn't ring a bell. Um, Xander? No. Xander Shoffley. Do you know Colin Morikawa? Are you making that up? I'm not. Are you sure he's on the American team? I, I am. Sure? Um, Wyndham Clark played terribly today. Okay. Um, I think you probably know more of the Euros. I mean, Scotty Scheffler. I know. He's not American? He's American. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Sam, me off there for a second. I was like, wait a second. That person sounds pretty American. Sam Burns. Um, I know Sam Crumb. You know Ricky Fowler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky Fowler. I know Ricky Fowler, yeah. You don't know. I'm assuming you don't know Max Homa or Brian Harmon. Well, my, what was Max? <laughs> Max Homa. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. So you, never mind. I thought I had a dumb button on your thing. No, his fan group has a very obvious name. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> They've got to play. And I think that's it. I think that I think I've named everybody. Well, you said Spieth. I know him. You know Spieth. You yeah. know Spieth. I, I would assume you know Spieth, Fowler, JT, and I mean you know uh, Kepka. Yeah, yeah, Kepka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean on the on the European team, I'm assuming you know Rory. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You should know John Rom now. Like, we've talked about him a lot. Yeah, it's not like I know him. Like we're buddies. We're yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'll worry. Yeah, it owes me ten dollars. That might actually be the only person. <laughs> I take it back. You probably know more than that. Trevor Johnson's not around anymore. Trevor Johnson's not a golfer. What was, what was Zach it? Johnson's the captain of the American team? What was the Trevor? The, Trevor Inman. Trevor Immelman. Immelman. You always bring up the Trevor. You're the only person who brings up the Trevor Immelman Masters, and you bring it up consistently. <laughs> My favorite one. Why? Because I watched it at the Hooters in Jeffersonville. Ah, oh, the cursed Hooters in Jeffersonville. <laughs> that was. That was the Renshaw show where he – I kept wondering, why is he why is he using a non-descriptive uh, uh, solid-colored cup the whole show? Maybe I should smell what's in that cup. Mm. Texas says, I could barely hear the last segment of the podcast. Get Scooter back on the job, please. Come on, Scoots. Get up here and do something. Scoots was sick yesterday, apparently. Oh, no. He thinks he has stones. Oh, like you. Yeah, he's not real sure because he, he, he was telling me, like, he was giving me a description of the pain. I'm like – Scoots, I was like, this is one of three things. I was like – because he didn't have insurance like I don't. 
And I'm like, if you don't have insurance and it's that bad, you need you can go to prompt care. It's like hundred bucks. You know I mean, and they can only. I mean, the only thing they can do for you is like give you like you know painkillers if you really right. need it. But but at least if you go there, they can tell you, hey, you're not dying. You need to go to a real doctor. Yeah, you need yeah. to you go from here to the real emergency room, suck it up, and you know pay the bill. But so I, when he described it, I'm like, that sounds like like one. I was like, it sounds like maybe gallstones or a kidney stone. But I was like, if it, it stays up, be, I'd, be, I'd be worried it's an appendix because that's the one thing they can, you know, you can deal with gallstone and kidney stone pain if you can. But, you know, appendix can kill you if it, it bursts. Mm-hmm. But, but he says he had his appendix out already. So that's 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 good, which means he's probably got, the way he described it, it almost sounded like kidney stones a little bit to me. So, I mean. Well, I'd hear that. If I'm going to pick between one of the two, I would rather have kidney than gall. The gallstones were the worst one. Really? They lasted the longest, yeah. Plus, they required surgery. Kidney stones, was just, it was only a couple of days, and then it passed. I, I'm still mad I never got to find it. Yeah, that's stupid. I, I would want to, like, at least keep it. I wanted to keep it, yeah. I mean, I, it's something that gives me that much pain. I wanted to, like, I was going to put, like, a little, like, acrylic and, like, wear it as a necklace. Texture says, uh, podcast was pretty good on Apple Podcasts. For what's worth, some of the commercials made it in there, but otherwise it was okay. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't know why, for some reason, it records, like, one commercial an hour. I don't get that. It, yeah, it's, I tried to cut it I'll out. I'll take that over some of the other problems. Yeah, it is what it was. I cut. I think I cut it out of the first hour, and then this day I was kind of. I wanted. To, I had to get somewhere, and I was getting lazy. I was like, I'll just. I'm just merging this together. I'm not even going to cut the commercial out. Let him hear Jeremy Stein's opinion. Texas says NFL just reduced Jameson Williams' suspension to four games, so he's back next week. Everything's coming up, Rutherford. It is. I wonder if that that, that goes for Isaiah Rogers and the other players too. I would assume so. They said it's a it's a, it's an update to the gambling policy. It wasn't just him. So I'm guessing all the other guys are back, but they don't. I'm telling myself it's a position Kentucky allowed it. Okay. Texas, I was in college 15 years ago. I remember my friend's mom crying when she found out that we were betting on the NFL. It's wild how much the pendulum has swung. I mean, there are risks. It seems like no one talks about those anymore. There definitely are. I mean, and like I worry about – I mean, I, I got way too into it in college at a point, and I definitely will have to watch myself, but I, I don't think I'm alone in that. Uh, but I, you know, if I want to bet like ten bucks, twenty bucks a night on on a game, like that's that's okay, you know. Yeah, no problem. Just keep it there. Just last night was one of those. Be nights. aware of your your tendencies. Last night was one of those nights that I, I when you, when you do have a good night, you go two for two, three for three, whatever. And the one thing that you regret most is that you only bet so much on it. That's that's my problem. That's never my, enough. And like last night, cause I, I only I only had twenty five on each game and on the parlay, so I mean I, I just spent like one hundred seventy five bucks, but it went on a lot. But it was just like, and then I'm looking. I'd put like. I just yeah, I do that all the time. I hate that. That's that's like the, that's the I hate doing that because it just makes you just like tears down your excitement for victory. And that's my problem is that I realize it'll never be enough. Even if I hit like a huge pick four, if I hit a pick four horse racing for like three thousand bucks, I'll be like, oh, but if I'd done a dollar instead of a fifty cent, I'm like, you know, you can't you can't think like that. It's double the price. It's just silly. But I I do the exact same thing where I'm like, oh, I was so confident I should have just put this much on it. Like I'm never fully celebrating, which. Goes to show you're gonna, you're going. To, it's never going to be enough. You can win a bunch of money. You're going to give it all back. That's how the lights stay on. That's the biggest line of uh, why the lights go on in Vegas. That's the biggest line. You tell them, Clark. It's smucks like you that built this city. Texter <laughs> <laughs> says, "Of course, Trevor likes a happy ending." Who doesn't? Texas. I don't know. I accept the movies. You know, I, I'm weird. I think you share this with me. I, I don't. For some reason, like it, I, I get some pleasure when. The, the good guy doesn't win in a sports movie sometimes. And I, and I bring up Little Big League as a reference for that. 
I do too if it's done well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, I don't want Rudy to like break his leg on the running out to like. Well, like, I kind of expect that. Well, <laughs> but, but like, I don't know, for some reason, like in some movies, like Little Big League, where it doesn't, spoiler, you know, Griffey makes the catch and, you know, Timothy Busfield doesn't get the home run, but he still gets to marry, you know, Crow, Crow Armstrong's mom. I, I, I kind of like that. I, I like to see that. I, you know, it's, it's better than, I guess, you know, the end of the rookie uh, uh, rookie of the year, and he like holds up his hand. He's got a World Series championship ring. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a letdown. Yeah, I, I, I like I like a little bit of disappointment too. Sometimes that's sports. That's life. Also, why are you wearing your World Series championship ring when you're playing Little League baseball? <laughs> why Why are you playing center field? You just won a World Series as a pitcher for the Cubs. Playing center field in jeans. Yeah, <laughs> grow up. It's, the, it's like the thing that bothered me the most about the movie. I'm like, who is this kid? We're playing jeans. Ridiculous. He does, doesn't he? Get him out of here. Kick him off the team. <laughs> Section says Mike and TK are now professionals in the gambling world, both wearing green accountant visors in the studio, giving the best locks to us degenerate gamblers. Beat NC State. You're damn right. Well, I've never owned a, a green those, bet, those cards. Bet, 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 big money. <laughs> it's going to be us in like two weeks. Stay stay off online poker playing and blackjack. That is where you lose money. Way too I did bad. that back in the day, too. Well, I think I, I had like a, like a, a weekend like a kick on that, and I lost way too much. Because the thing is, you lose it so quickly too. Yeah, it's like wow. I just went through like how many a couple hundred. Oh, good lord! I was like, get this away from me now. I had a friend in college who came to visit us at Dayton. He like he went to UK, and I knew it was bad for him because he like downloaded Poker Stars on my computer and was like <laughs> playing it while we were pre-drinking in our dorm. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? My, I'm like, this is not healthy. This is this, this day before cell phones, obviously. Yeah, I was like, I was like, this is not good. I was like, first of all, I didn't tell you you could do this. I don't know why you just wait. You get drunk and you just immediately start gambling on my computer. I don't, I'm pretty sure this is not good for me. What's that number? One eight hundred Squid It. Yeah, that was. I was like, dude, I was like, what is this? And then I started playing. I was like, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Sexter says, I think Trevor just changed my life with that pill swallowing tip. That's a, I mean, I've never tried it, but I kind of. It works. Because I've had, I mean, I don't have issues swallowing pills. No, I, I mean, just, I mean, you get a giant pill, sometimes it can be hard to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. If you, as soon as, as, soon as you go to do that, you smile real big. You're ready to do it. And it'll go right down. Sexter says, Trevor. Oh, man. Give me the pills comment. Oh, God. Your mom always smiles, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> I won't read that. Might be listening. People, she, my mom might be listening right now. She's driving she listens, to the mail game. She loves the show. If she's going to the mail game right now, she's probably going to be in the car within the next 30 minutes. Well, Lay off. I was about to say, if I get off my mom, but I think that's probably not a good plan. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor, Trevor is laying on the sexual innuendo pretty thick today. Can he get in trouble for any of this? He, said, he has said just in the first 30 minutes, down my throat, pound it good, swallowing while smile, pull my balding gray hair and spit in my mouth. It wouldn't be a game day show. Well, I, I, I'm sorry, Texas. I promise you, you can't. I, I, I will bet you dollars don't. You can't find a way how I don't connect all that to the NC State game. Thank God this is happening. We're not on 970 until I, eight more, seven I more know. minutes. That's what it was. I was trying to, that's what it is. I'm trying to get it all out of my system before we go on 970. Uh, uh, get it, get it all flushed out. And by the way, the gray hair thing when I was talking about Brent Armstrong. Texas, I feel way better knowing Jeff actually tailors a plan to the team that he's playing. Last year it was Plan A and then Plan A. Key to the season <laughs> is Plummer has to have a clean pocket. I do feel like, I, I feel like Satterfield was going to do what he did regardless of the opponent, right? He, it was going to yeah. be the zone run scheme. It was going to be you know, the passing game was going to look the exact same. It all had to stem from the run. I do feel like Brom is the type of coach where he's going to look at the personnel that he has 
and he's going to look at the personnel that the team that he's playing has, and it's going to be all about scheme. Like he, he, he's not so stubborn that he's going he's to stick to the coach. Yeah, he's going to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, which is adapt and play. I always thought that was the best thing. And granted, like not every coach does it, but my favorite thing about cheering for a basketball team that was coached by Rick Pitino was he was he was a chameleon. Like, like he liked to play a certain way, but if you wanted to slow it down, like he was fine with being slowed down. Like he wasn't going to to just go up tempo to go up tempo. Now he was going to still press and he was going to try to force turnovers and get cheap points that way. But we played all different styles of defense. We were ready for anything that you threw at us. And he was he had a different game plan for every opponent based on their scheme. And I think that's the way that the best coaches operate. Uh, and Brom is a very good coach. And Satterfield's in Cincinnati. Texas Mike, it's Gelati. Did I say did I not say that? Uh, you How can't you pronounce it. Ashton Gelati. That's right. Yeah. Right. Did I, I may have said Gelati. I feel like I Gelato. I may have said it wrong. What's the coffee drink? Isn't that a coffee drink, gelato or something? Or is that an ice cream? Gelato is ice cream. It's ice cream. I've never had gelato. It's good. I mean, it's, it's like a server, right? Yes, it's fantastic. You can't, like, throw a stone at it at Starbucks. It's not a gelato thing. That's, it's that, heaven. Yes. <laughs> I should try it. I, I, should oh, I had myself. gelato, like, five times a day, and it was great. Like, anytime we're, like, we're walking anywhere, I'm like, yeah, gelato right here. Let's do it. Like, what, what, what makes the difference between regular ice cream and sherbet? Or in sherbet slash gelato. What like what is this? is like a dairy thing or the consistency, yeah. Is that just like less dairy maybe or something? I mean, I don't know about less dairy. But I know there's like a there's like a sharper taste to sherbet too. Like if you get like orange sherbet or something, it's got like a I don't know if it's sharper it, it, the taste is kinda stronger a little bit. Gelato you're you ready for it? Well, yeah, I'm always you're, here to you're learn. Sure, right, yeah. Gelato uses less cream and more milk than ice cream. Okay. It typically contains no egg yolks or eggs at all. I mean, it's got a different texture, obviously. For sure, yeah. I like. I mean, I like sherbet. I love sherbet. I love yeah, gelato. I like sherbet. I'm, I need to try. I need to get some gelato then. I wonder if they have it on DoorDash. Ashton Gelato. I mean, like the, the, the places I get like the graders and stuff I get to, I don't think they have gelato on there. They have sherbet. I've gotten sherbet from there, but they don't have gelato. Anyway, that's enough. <laughs> I'm just now getting hungry. <laughs> Texas says, I recently moved to Chapel Hill from Louisville. Godspeed. Boots will be on the ground tonight. Send good vibes. Good vibes to you. Good vibes. Bring back a dub. Make it happen. Let's get it. Raleigh is a great place to go watch a game. It's, it's a cool site. Like I said, I've never I've actually never. I've been to a lot of places. I've been to, I think, every other city in North Carolina. But Raleigh is the only place I think I've never been to. Yeah. So I was at been the. been to Durham. been to Chapel Hill. I've been to Wake, Winston-Salem. <laughs> I've been twice, so I was at the, I mean, th- again, I, I think I've danced around this before, but this will be one of the stories that I tell in full, like, 40 years from now when everybody's moved on. But, like, I was in the AD suite for the, the 2015 Ooh, game with Lamar Jackson. Fancy. I went with the team to NC State, and this was when the Katina Powell yeah. news broke, like, right <laughs> when we landed. So, like, so Jurich flew home. Uh, Ramsey flew home with him. It was, like, basically just me a couple of other people and Mark Jurich and, like, and like I was it was very much beauty like everyone was like didn't know how to act it was an early game there's only like six people in the suite and so I was like the only one drinking and like when we scored our first I was like hell I'm like I don't care like, I, was, like I was like I'm not playing I'm not professional I'm not part I'm gonna start drinking I was just like pounding beer it was great like, and you don't like doing media pass you like being as a fan of the game I do I like to be able to cheer and drink like, you don't even you and you're and you're like even nice enough to like you won't even take the media pass and, and go as a fan you'll just take buy a ticket yeah now they do give me like me who just will take the media pass and act like a fan. They do give me a parking pass, which is nice. So. Those are nice, yeah. Yeah, for for games. So I used to always have season tickets, but I would use the the media parking pass. 
which I love. Eric Crawford and Rick Bowes pull up the spot directly next to us while it's me and all my friends tailgating in the media lot. I think Bowes wanted to like, pour a beer on my head every time he showed up at a game. I think the only time I got a park, media parking pass for a game, and, and I had pa- I did media passes for you know, several couple years in a row, was the, was the Miami home opener. Little Miami home opener. Yeah, that was the only – for some reason, I don't know why I got a parking pass for that game. They loved you. It wasn't even a great pass. Texas Bowl prediction. I think we get a Joey Gatewood sighting tonight. Ooh, we haven't had one since Georgia Tech, right? Or whatever. Uh, Murray no, State. Murray State, that's right. Hartman killed NC State throwing to the tight end, whether it's receiving or Jeff breaks out a trick play for him to throw. I could see him making a big play. This is a good point because if you do watch the highlights from Notre Dame, NC State, Hartman did use the tight end a ton, and he was running in space a lot in that game. We have not, I mean, Kariski and Lifson have been good pass blockers. They have not been involved in the tight end in the passing game at all this season. Only three catches for tight ends, including Kariski's uh, touchdown catch last game. I mean, I would I would love to see either Gatewood or Jamari Johnson get in there in a, in a passing situation if they're comfortable with that happening and, and make a big play. Because, look, I love Josh. I, I love Nate. They're pretty much like red zone only passing threats, uh, at least as far as, like, making a huge play. So, yeah, I would love a Joey Gatewood sighting tonight. I think that would be fun. Texas says, wait. I have no problem with that. Texas says, wait, why doesn't Scoots have insurance like Trevor? Don't you all work for the same place? Does the Big X not give their employees insurance? I don't have insurance. Yeah. I've never had health insurance. Um, Like, literally, I've never. I mean, I, yeah, I just. I st- I'm still paying off, technically, my, my gallbladder surgery from 13. We are. I, I know, like, the overall media group or media that owns, they, they offer insurance with us. But. I am on my wife's insurance. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying I couldn't probably. I mean, if I really wanted to, I, I just, I'm not one to really, I don't go to the doctor anyway when I'm, when I'm sick. I have to be really sick. I mean, you, you've seen me like at the point where, like when I had the, the kidney stone, you saw me in here and how Lindsay thought I was dying in the, in the production. That was bad. Yeah. Like that's like, that's the only way I'm going to go. To the, like, and then like you were when I had to take you, like, that was like, that's how bad I have to be. Like even like the, the time before that I went to the hospital emergency room i didn't even want to do it like my aunt was just like freaking out and i just wanted to shut up yeah i think i've been more in the last three years than i've been my entire life combined like which always i laugh when people are like oh it's just people the, the long covid stuff it's just this fear of whatever the term is for people who are always hypochondriac I'm like, yeah. I'm like my wife when we were getting married in 24 i hadn't been to the doctor in 10 years and she was like i won't marry you unless you go get a checkup wow. and that was in 2014 and i had not gone to the doctor since before this all started in, in 2020 so yeah it's, I, I was i was like you it had to have been it has to be a situation where i'm like i think i'm dying now I'm now go. if i'm in pain like i will go i, I have gone to prompt care i will i will do that like then because and but that's just like if i've got like a something like a sore arm or something that's i know that i can maybe and just i just want like maybe just need like a painkiller or something to help me get through like the weekend or something but other than that i only went there for my crotch rot rash uh, <laughs> in, when i was in college and that's when the doctor maybe dropped my drawers, put the door open, and called in the other doctor. He, <laughs> I, I dropped my pants. Murray, like, come and look at this. He, he legit goes, oh, S-word. Like, says it right to my face. And I'm like, well, that's not good. Let me see out of the sitcom, right? He, he, it, was like, it was like the Friends episode. He opens the door, leaves the door open as I'm sitting there with my pants down around my ankles. And he's like, he's like Thomas, come in here real quick. And I was like, I, oh, my God. I don't know why I picture Is it going to fall off? I'm, you, you mentioned Friends. You know, my mind automatically, I think I've said this before, you've told the crotch. Right story before. It's ter- it was terrible. 
I just picture what I think it's, I was a Charles, Charles Robinson in something about Mary. When he kneels down and puts the glasses on and look at it, he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> That's how I felt. I, how did you have this? And like next thing you know, like the, the fireman's coming into the window and be like, whoa, look, look at this. He gets on the radio, puts everybody over. Like, I knew it looked terrible, but I was expecting a doctor to be like, well, yeah, we've seen it. And, and to be fair, like, they gave me an antibiotic, and it did clear up in a few days. So yeah. it wasn't like, like I was dealing with the plague on my, <laughs> you know what, like. But his reaction was just the least comforting thing that I've ever been a part of. He goes, I mean, I pulled down. He was like, all right, because I told him what was going on. He's like, like, all right, drop your drawers. And I pulled him down, and he goes, oh, S-word. Like, (laughs) this is the first two words out of his mouth. Like, he was shocked. I was like, I mean, I'm thinking the worst at that point. Like, I had a. Is there any two other two worst words you can hear from a doctor immediately after you show him something? I mean, if it was holy bleep, that would have been a little bit worse. But oh, bleep was still pretty bad. You're screwed. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I've never seen this before. Do you have a will? It was it was not a good moment. I, mean, I didn't think I was going to die, but I was like, "Am I going to be able to have kids? How is this going to work?" Take some death surgery. I'm not doing anything removed, right? Technos Big X needs to get. Oh wait, we just went on nine. We just went on that nine seventy on that story. Welcome to our listeners on nine seventy WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy to have you along here on a game day Friday, as we prepare for Louisville versus NC State at seven o'clock in Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome aboard. Enjoy the ride. More like this guy. <laughs> Texter says, Big X needs to get you guys a leg up on health insurance after the YouTube cameras, the podcast cleanup, and the better ambient mics. All in 2029. It's coming. It's all coming. I'll be honest. Even if I had health insurance, it still wouldn't, like, I would still very rarely probably go to the hospital or a doctor anyway. Texter says, the I don't want them to tell me what's wrong. I know I got stuff wrong with me. I, want, I, I don't want to have to have the clock clicking in, uh, ticking down in my face. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's a great mentality to have. Texas is off topic, but why does the Cards hoop schedule only have 30 games? I didn't even bother counting how many there are. Is that, don't we play 30? Uh, yeah, I think you can technically play 31 regular season games because of the exemptions for the uh, multi-team events. Like, we played we played 31 last year. We went 4-28 and because we lost the one game in the conference tournament. So oh, okay, yeah. You can play 31, and we're, I guess we're only playing 30 this year. Well, my brother plays less, actually. We play twenty four. I mean, there's an obvious reason. Why? Why do you put us in that spot? What text? Why? What, what do you want us to say? We just got on WGTK. <laughs> Texas, the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. There you go. So, huh? <laughs> what? Say that. Say it one more time. Texas says, "I enjoy sports betting, but sports betting is the new cigarette." Sorry, Trevor. It will ruin lives. It should be allowed, but it should not be advertised to allow. It should not be advertised allowed to advertise incentive initial bets. It's predatory. I have no problem with that, actually. I do wonder what's going to happen if, if we do look I think back at this. Alcohol could be fall, fall into that category for sure. And, and look, they banned alcohol ads for a long time. They did. I wonder if we look back at this in twenty years with different eyeballs. Um, I, I do. Yeah, I, I definitely want like for yeah, right. It's very, it's very. I mean, and yeah, and I mean, it's and they warn you with the little ads at the end with the quick read, but yeah, gambling is. I don't. I wouldn't say it's as addictive as cigarettes, but I mean, it's more. It's probably more addictive than. A handful of drugs out there. Like, for right now, I'm all in favor of it, even though I'm not a, a gambler myself, a big gambler myself. But I can definitely see it being something where 15, 20 years from now or maybe 10 years from now when we have more information and we see more of the stats where I, I change my opinion. But for right now, I'm all, I'm all for it. I mean, it's, 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 it gives you a rush of adrenaline. I mean, that's, that's what causes addiction. I mean, yeah, you just have to. It's that you know, get that dopamine, dopamine going. Yeah, like I've seen a lot of former athletes who've said, 
I miss the feeling of playing on game days. I've missed that adrenaline. And, like, betting large amounts is the only thing that brings that back. So much so. The 1980s NBA. So much so that, like, it, you know, it's all I can do. It's all I get excited about. It's all I think about. And I've, I've tossed all my money into it. I think yeah. that, that stuff like that absolutely happens. There's a reason why multiple cities, including an entire state, is built around gambling. Texas says, Trev, gallstones can kill you. If stones pass from your gallbladder into the common bile duct and causes a blockage, it causes acute pancreatitis, oh, wow. and that can be fatal. Very dangerous. I did not know. I, here's the thing. I had gallstones for, like, almost, almost six years, seven years. Did you really? Like, it was painful. Like, it, I, I told a story. Like, it was, like, when they would when they would flare up, I guess is the right word, like, it felt like basically someone was taking my insides and wrapping it like a, like a, a towel, like wrenching out a, a wet oh, towel. Oh, 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 and, like, it would get to the point where, I almost had to like make myself like dry heave just so I could pass out and ignore the pain. Yeah, that, that's that's when you need to go. To and that's and and, and, it's, and for a while, and it's, that's what kind of led me going to the doctor, which sucked a little bit because uh, I this happened and I, I it happened on my bathroom floor, and my aunt came, again, my aunt coming over, God love her, you know, she comes over and she's like freaking out. She's like, oh my eye, well, yeah, he's dead. So she calls an ambulance, smacking you in the face. Yeah, she called, so the ambulance comes and gets me, and like she can't pick me up. I'm dead weight. So the ambulance comes and gets me. They put me in, a, you know, a, a whatever, and take me to the hospital. I paid fourteen hundred dollars for that ambulance ride. I don't remember a second about it. You didn't even get to enjoy it. I didn't get to, that's that's what kind of annoys me is I didn't get to enjoy it. Like ambulances are expensive. If you have to ever go like go to the hospital or something, avoid doing an ambulance call at, at all costs because it will be expensive. There was a moment where I was going to get where I was at the hospital like last year, and I was going to get my cardiac MRI. And like they wheel me from one room into the place where you get the MRI, and I'm lying there, and like you know, I'm, it's not a, it's not the most comfortable position in the world. But I also there was part of me that thought, I'm a 38 year old man. When am I going to get wheeled around like this ever again? Like there's a part of this that's kind of nice. Like I don't have to do anything. I'm being transported somewhere. I'm just lying back. Whoa. I have no responsibility right now. How often do you find yourself in this situation as a, as an adult man? I mean, the very when's few- it going to happen again? <laughs> Hopefully not anytime soon. But also, it's kind of nice. I know. I, I agree 100. percent The few times I have been in the hospital, like when they're wheeling you from like the uh, your your room to where they do like they put that stuff in you, it makes you feel like you pee yourself, and they, yeah. they put you in a scanner. Full contrast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's bad to say it makes you feel like yourself, but man, that stuff feels good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind the sensation. I don't I, want it to actually happen. Exactly. But, I'm, yeah. just, <laughs> I'm like, can I borrow some of this? I want to take it home. Yeah. yeah. I'll try. I mean, I'd All like the that. great feeling with none of the after effects. Don't get me wrong. I love the morphine, but this this is just as good almost. So, <laughs> but yeah, that, when they do that wheeling, I'm, I'm right there with you 100%. Like, and, I, and I, especially for me, who's just like three times, and I'm being generous to myself, your size. Uh, like, yeah, you're looking up at the ceiling, man, just the, the breeze. breeze it's yeah. great, man. It's nice. I, why do you think I want a rascal to go to the, the, the zoo with? It's a fun little ride. I mean, even with the rascal, you got to, like, push buttons. You, you have That's no responsibility. true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you're not laying back. It's great. You're not looking at the ceiling. I mean, just looking at the ceiling, seeing everybody. Yeah. If I could be transported, I, I would leave right for radio, like, two hours earlier. If I could have somebody that would push me in a bed the entire way here, it'd be great. I mean, I wish I could go back and tell, like, little Trevor, like, don't try to walk so soon. Enjoy it while you're getting pushed around. Yeah, John, don't do it. Youth is wasted on the young, for sure. <laughs> we'll take a, a break here when we come back. Four o'clock hour, I've got a few more stories to get to. Five o'clock hour, we'll turn our attention back to Louisville, NC State, and then we'll make our picks and our big X, big bets of the weekend. It's all coming your way. Keep it locked right here on 1450, 961 and 970 WGTK. The big X. <laughs> 
Pat Dennison here inviting you to join me weekdays at 11 a.m. for the Hoosier Report. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, interviews with prominent figures in Kentuckiana sports, and discussion of other sports topics important to Southern Indiana. That's the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Weekdays at 11 a.m. on the home for the Hoosiers, 1450 WXVW. Get your Saturday morning wake-up call on Big X Sports Radio. Wake up 502 with Rashawn Myers every Saturday morning from 9 until 11 a.m. Only on WXBW 96.1 and 14.50 a.m. The Big X. Joined by the architect himself, Haven Harrington. They bring you all the sports commentary and opinions on both local and national sports you need to get your weekend started. Wake up 502. It's more than just talk. Hello, this is Mayor Jeff Gahan. I want to wish all the Normie High School football players, coaches, cheerleaders, parents, and fans a great football season. Normie is an active and healthy city, and our newly rebuilt Parks Department has programs, leagues, and activities that will keep you healthy throughout the entire year. When you get some downtime from cheering on the Bulldogs, I hope you'll drop by one of our city parks. You'll have lots of fun and improve your health and happiness at the same time. When it's game time, I hope to see you on the sidelines cheering on our New Albany Bulldogs. Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. The work is unparalleled, it's prompt, the team's the epitome of professionalism. (laughs) You know, when I see an Allen Electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit AllenElectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. In 1947, Callista Smith opened his Starlight Home to the insurance needs of Southern Indiana. In 75 years, we've become this area's most trusted agency. Today, our principles remain the same. Our qualified staff continues to build customer trust, providing unmatched personal service. We feature Auto Owners Insurance, an industry leader. Auto Owners stands for the best in life, home, car, and business insurance. Callista Smith Insurance, celebrating 75 years of service. One of your favorite childhood memories is probably those visits to your local bakery and all those wonderful aromas fresh out of the oven. Chances are that bakery was Williams Bakery, 1051 North Clark Boulevard, Clarksville. Open seven days a week, Williams Bakery is Clark County's only remaining full-service bakery. Stop by so they can serve you. Or phone Ernie Polston and his dedicated staff at 284-2867. That's 284-2867. Here's what you missed on Kentucky Roll Call is Hall of Fame head coach John Calipari. Recruiting is the talk of the town. What message would you tell UK fans that are getting excited about an upcoming class? Well, you know, I I think we've, you know, kids want to play here. They want to be here. They want to, they understand the culture. But they know coming in what this is and what it isn't. It's about developing young people, be ready, and developing a team. It's both. And having people watch your team and say, wow, that is so enjoyable to watch. Man, they play hard and they play together. That's developing teams. The other part is developing individual players. And we've done that from John Wald, Eric Bledsoe, all the way to Oscar Shibway, developing players. But you got to do both. And so all I can say is we're recruiting the best players. Kentucky Roll Call, weekdays 7 and 9 on the Big X Sports Radio. 
Kenny Loggins was a great 80s composer for movies. Stan Bush does not get the respect. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, from, from the Transformers movie to Kickboxer to Bloodsport, like, Stan Bush is, is, is not getting up 80s movie soundtrack respect. I've been saying that for years. I, you and me both. Stan Bush, big fan. Huge fan of the book. Huge. I, I just, and, and. I thought you gave this out of your system before 430. <laughs> you had a little bit left in the tank. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I became notice that yeah, we're do, we're going with the uh, the '80s montage kind of thing. I like today. it. I'm, I'm good because we're getting pumped. We're going over to. I feel like this is what these are the songs you can play and hear as we watch like the Cardinals like get, get, getting the Raleigh and arriving and training and as they come on the field. And they Absolutely, punch Bill Cowher in the chin. Walk through time right now. At two hours and fifteen minutes. They'll kick off at there at Carver Finley Stadium. So the teams are there, getting ready, getting uh, starting their pregame routines. It's going to be quite the night. I think this will be. I know we've had some anxious moments against Georgia Tech and Indiana. I think this is going to be the most stressful four quarters of football that we've seen yet in the Jeff Brom era. I think it's going to be very back and forth. I think that it's going to be. Georgia Tech was pretty. Georgia Tech was definitely stressful. But then, like, yeah. when we took advantage, we took full control of that game. True, true. And then, you know, they had, like, the late touchdown. It was a little stressful for the onside kick. But we yeah. still, we felt like we were in control for most of the fourth quarter, especially after the, the fumble on their last drive. Um, but I, I think this one. I don't know. Maybe I just get more stressed when, when there's, like, a really hostile environment. Like, they're going to show the crowd a bunch. It's going to be loud. I feel like it's just going to be – my nerves are going to be – I'm going to be on edge the entire night. But as long as it ends with a sweet, sweet release of victory, that's all I care about. I'll be good with that. Uh, Trev, we were talking about – so I, I had to tell you this. With my son, John, our son, okay. <laughs> he turns two uh, in next month. We're almost at his, uh, his two-year-old birthday. But I've tried to, you know, we bought him like a little Fisher-Price basketball goal. We've got the little tee. He kind of will play with the Fisher-Price basketball goal a little bit, and then he gets bored with it, and he just wants to, like, throw balls just to, like, chuck them. And the, the tee, we're having a rough time with it. I can't get him to hold both hands of the bat. I, it's just, yeah, he's not, he's not following in Daddy's legacy there. But so I get home from radio yesterday, and my, my in-laws were watching the kids yesterday. And so my father-in-law is playing catch with him, and John is – they're playing catch, but John is, like, actively with perfect form, like, shooting basketball with a little ball. Like, he's he, he's bending his knees. He's lifting up. He's got a perfect follow-through. At one point, he's, like, Euro-stepping out there. He's doing, like, a shake-and-bake, like, fadeaway. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? He's not, I can't get him to do it on a basketball goal, but when they're playing catch with uh, with my father-in-law, he's just out there doing, like, the every person at their home, like, the, all the little, like, the mannerisms, all the little moves. I, I was, like, kind of encouraged, but also, like, I mean – can we get you to do this on the goal? Like, what, what's going on? But it, it, it was a step in the right direction, though. I'm happy about it. Yeah. And didn't you tell me now? I don't. I don't. Know if this is too young or because you think he's left-handed, right? No, that's Virginia. Oh, that's Virginia. Virginia's oh, left-handed. John is, is definitely right-handed. When do, when do kids know what hands they are? Is it? I guess when they get to about Virginia's age now. Yeah, I mean, she always has been left-hand dominant. Like she, like from okay. a very young age, like when she would just pick up markers to color, or when she would pick up to it very instinctively. She when she got really serious about using her hands. She would always use her left. And my mom's left-handed, so we were like, eh, that, that kind of tracks. Did you grow up the same way I did when like, somebody would ask you what, what hand you use? And you're like, well, what, what, what glove do you wear your hand opposite hand on? Like, if I wear my glove on my left hand, I'm a right-handed, right? Yeah. That's how, that's like how, for I, golf? No, for baseball. Baseball, I'm a lefty. Oh, yeah. I guess well, I was, that's, no, how, I mean, I, I, that's how I remember. It's like when I was really, really young, I'm like, oh, am I right left-handed? Like, I wear my hand on my left, so I'm a right-handy. So that's uh, – Weird. That's kind of it's weird, weird that you had to think about it like that. That's not weird. I worded it that way. <laughs> it <was. laughs> the whole, the whole, the, the, the whole 
mentality was weird. I don't know what to say about that. I've never used that word. To answer your question, no, that's not the way that I, that I thought when people asked me that question. Uh, I mean, what? So, are you just are you are you upset that John's like embracing the sports thing, or are you just? We won't do it on the, on the actual goal. I can't get him to shoot. Like he's just he, he's like just testing his skill, and he also is, he's doing. He won't do it with me, but he'll do it with my with his grandpa. Like if you if, he, if what sport do you want John to get into the most? Oh, I don't mean I don't know. Don't just give me the I don't care. I'm just helping. I really don't. I mean, I, I want him to like play sports. He's he's one like like Virginia. No, he's already behind six months behind everyone else. No, I, I mean At this point Richard Williams had the girls in in, in, in training. I wouldn't mind him playing tennis, but I mean I, I want to do like all the basic sports like growing up like you know, baseball like will you let soccer, him basketball. will you let him play football we haven't really talked about it. i think mary's kind of a no but we'll see we'll see my, my mom said she she wouldn't let me play either and then by the time i got there we, we didn't have much of a say one thing about football i wish i had gotten the opportunity to do was play middle school football like middle i think that's great because don't they have like they have football like westport middle now don't they and everything i think so i think all the middle see when i was when i was there they'd gotten rid of westport like I, you had the catholic schools had you know football but public schools didn't have middle school football when i was in I don't know if they'd, why they'd gotten rid of it or for what reason or not and when it came back. But I always felt if I'd gotten to play, like, maybe football in middle school more instead of basketball, I would, I would have been maybe well, more. there were other leagues. Like, I had friends who played for Linden or Muhammad Ali Yellow Jackets. Like, there was – Yeah, I know. There, the, there were other leagues. Tenth Cardinals. I know all those yeah. teams. So you could play. I guess I could have. I'd have been – I don't know if I was good enough. But, yeah, I'm good. I was big enough. Virginia's not showing much interest, so all of our hopes are, are for sports on John, are on John yeah. yeah. I mean, John, but the reason I bring up football, too, is because John's a big kid. Uh, he's I mean, not that big anymore. He's, he's starting to grow into a little he's more. He's pretty small for his, now, for his okay. in his class now. Virginia's still like a monster. Virginia's still the the biggest kid in her so class. she's got volleyball in her future. Yeah, we'll see. By, by a large margin. John is What's actually WNBA? one of the smaller ones in his class. Would you rather Virginia be in the WNBA or play volleyball? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Whichever one made her happier. <laughs> Don't, you know what? You, the, it's you, me, and the listeners, man. Be selfish. I, I really, don't, truly don't care. I mean, it would, it would be great to. I mean, college volleyball and college basketball are both great. Like and, I'm interviewing. I mean, there are definitely more opportunities for basketball after college. <laughs> this so. isn't the view. You can be honest with me. I am being honest. <laughs> I really and truly would not care. Uh, they both would be great. I don't think. I, I don't think we're going to have that problem. Just based on <laughs> based on what I've seen thus far, I don't think we're going to have. You're that. not getting your hopes up. You're no, telling me. Not, okay, I'm not. We'll see. All right. Well, I hope so. She can blossom into the, the hand-eye coordination's not great. Because when John does make it big in sports, I want you to know that I will carry his jewelry for him. I think the bigger issue is Virginia just doesn't have the temperament. If she drops one catch when we're playing catch, she's like, she's done. Like, she's just like, I can't do it. She's on the ground just losing it. Like, she, I, I don't know. That sounds like a sports temperament to me a little bit. I mean, yeah, but, I, then <laughs> just, but then but then she's just, like, done. Then she, like, she wants to have something to be upset about after that. Like, she'll, like, she'll jump when she tries to catch it to make it harder. And she'll drop. It just, it's, and I can't. I, I don't have the temperament to put up with it. I don't have the patience to. Be like, calm down, please, calm down. She's gone. When I thought you were the, the, the calm one in the. In oh, the, I am. But I <laughs> still. Part, yeah. There's a limit. When, <laughs> when she's like screaming because she's dropped one catch out of like nine, I, I can't. I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, then we just won't play. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to sit here for 45 minutes while you scream. I have better things to do, honey. And then John, like, if you hit him in the head with the ball, he just like laughs his ass off. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> we, we need That sounds you. like a football player. <laughs> we need you to be the carry this family, son. Uh, we mentioned last week, you know, last Saturday, one of the promotions going on for the Louisville-Boston College game was it was the kickoff of Kim Schatzel Inauguration Week. And, and I said, we don't lose football games on the kickoff of Kim Schatzel Inauguration Week. Well, 
That week has come. Say that five times fast. Kim Shatzel inauguration week. 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 <laughs> you faded there a little bit. You got the it. The fourth one got, got almost got, you me. got me. Yeah, good call. That's a good one. I appreciate it. Today, we celebrate the end of the week, which means we're celebrating the inauguration of Louisville's 19th president, Kim Shatzel. Dr. Kim Shatzel, it's been live streamed. We don't lose when we inaugurate a new president here at U of L. It's a bad night for NC State. I wonder if I can name four U of L presidents. Well, we've had four in like the last two years, so you probably should be able to. Well, I can't even pronounce the current one, so. Kim Shatzel? I'm not even going to try. We're on two stations. Could you pronounce the last one? I'm not getting FCC in trouble for two stations. You couldn't get Shatzel. I don't think you could have gotten Ben DePudi. No, no. I remember I never did. I never tried. Remember Neville Pinto? We've got some great, the last couple days we've had, man, come on. We've got some great, like, three-year-old laughing, giggling names. Um, I mean, John, I mean, Ramsey. What was his first name? John? It was not. Jack? It was not. Jeff? It was not. Jason? It was not. God, you're so close. <laughs> it came with a J. James. James? Yes. <laughs> uh, Mulva? Um, I would love when John Ramsey would check his, <laughs> his mentions on Twitter. Cause it would oh, have, I would get confused all the time, too, when, I, when people would bring him up. Because it, <laughs> it would always be like some combination of like, hey, man, love the show, or like, hey, man, Matt Jones rules and you suck. And then like smack in the middle of all those responses, it was like, I can't believe you embezzled money from the foundation. Way to wear that hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a disgrace. He's like, that's not me. I don't know what to say. Oh, I can even, the one before him, I think, was, was no, no, Olsen was the AD. Olsen was the AD. Oh, who was the president? Oh, man. He went down to Tennessee and, and went to prison for embezzling down there, too. What? The, the guy who left us before Ramsey got in trouble at Tennessee for, like, skimping money. I didn't know this. I did. Who was the president? What was his name? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It does. Oh, it wasn't Olsen. What, what was his name? What was the president? Shoemaker? Yes. Yeah, he got. I look. I, if you want to look up Wikipedia, I think he went down to Tennessee and uh, got in trouble for like skimming money off the books and stuff down there. Hmm, it was Bill William Shoemaker, right? Uh, sounds right. <laughs> no, John. I wasn't even close on that one. No, Samsonite. <laughs> yeah, I was way off. I could. Uh, I don't even know how to look it. How to look it up? How do you? It's look? okay. All right. I just. I, I almost paused. I could be wrong. Watch me like get sued for this now. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, th- th- there was a controversy at Tennessee. Okay, yeah. And it was about, like, financing and stuff, wasn't it? Yes. It, he Where he had been, there were uh, apparently all three universities where he had been president undertook audits of his spending during his presidency. Tennessee found that <laughs> Shoemaker had incurred $165,000 in expenses for football-related entertainment. Well, that's nothing new. Uh, and $73,000 in expenses for holiday receptions. He also ordered $500,000 in renovations for his home, which had been remodeled at a cost of seven hundred ninety. I mean, we've had some early. issues with presidents, have we not? Yeah, he violated ethics laws. They could okay. not prosecute because of the statute of limitations. Uh, in a 2004 interview, he stated that the allegations against him were unfair or not true. He was the victim of metaphorical piranhas. <laughs> what's, what's a metaphorical piranha? <laughs> uh, one time he claimed that he owed it was like Severn. Was hacking before hacking? <laughs> he's, and after all this, he's still got $175,000 in Severn's pay. <laughs> I need to, I'm in the wrong business, man. I mean, seriously. So, so for, for the record, though, yeah. Um, in 2009, our, it was reported that he was living and working in Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, he still has a, he's a building name after him at UofL. Does he? Oh, yeah. Shoemaker Building. For the, uh, at the Sweet School. 
So, uh, for the, I guess the bottom line is for the, the new president, the bar is not set very high. Just don't get arrested. Don't 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 don't, don't embezzle. And I think you might we be having a bad run. Haven't you we? might be okay. I mean, I don't know. It says before Schumacher. I would have never remember anybody before Schumacher, to be honest with you. Um, the Schumacher went in office in '95. So, I mean, if anything before '95, I wouldn't have known. He said it was Donald Swain, but he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So Swain Auditorium. So the, I, oh, I, okay. If you have stuff named after you, I assume you do well. Although Schumacher had stuff named. I was going to say no. I think it means you had a, a high Ramsey office. stuff, and you had a high office. It so doesn't mean, mean you did well. So you had controversy with Ramsey and Shoemaker. Yeah, you had. I mean, so since nineteen ninety, and that, that that takes us back to ninety five. So that's over the last circa thirty, you know, thirty five years. You had controversy with Greg Postal for sure. Oh like, yeah, the interim. Yeah, the way he handled all the athletic stuff. Neville Pinto, I think, was great, and then he left for Cincinnati. And yeah, everybody yeah, that I talked to loved him. Uh, Benda Pudi, definitely controversial while she yeah, was here. She has not exactly covered herself in glory since I, leaving. I mean, didn't her first day, she called us the University of Kentucky. And that was speech. the next president, Lori Gonzalez. Oh, was my the interim. Man, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she said great graduation <laughs> here at the University of Kentucky. That was a, a, a misstep. That didn't go well. I was at the Christmas party when that one came out. She basically was like, just, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to do anything while I'm here. Like, I'm just trying to stay out of it. And her first time, she has to, she has to talk. She calls UofL UK. <laughs> and then Kim Schatzel. I feel good about Kim Schatzel. I think she's going to crush it here. <laughs> where did Gonzalez go back to? Going to Schatzel on the competition. Nice. Where did, where did Gonzalez, did she just go back to where she was before she, she came Well, before she came here, she was here. Oh, she, she got went, promoted because she was interim. Oh, okay. Because okay. Benaputi left. She went to Penn State. Yeah, very quickly in, yeah. you know, in the, the middle of the night when we're in the middle of an age. Oh, yeah, yeah. She bounced out like she's like she's on the Mayflower over with the, the, the Colts going to Baltimore or from Baltimore. Just like Coke money. Uh, Lori Gonzalez, I think, well, I assume she'll stay here and go back to her old job. But okay, I, okay. I guess she could go somewhere else, but I don't know. What's wrong with that? But Kim Schatzel is what it's all about. So yeah, it's all about the Schatzel. It's all about the Schatzel, baby. Um, <laughs> I want to get a shirt that says that. Why? Schatzel or bust. <laughs> I just want to wear it so people look at me like, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going to put it on my car at the Schatzel thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can imagine. I could go on for this for an hour. <laughs> I love the things that make you so excited. It just makes me happy. I'm like, does this make you feel like you're still at home looking at John? Like watching him look at the blocks, just giggling. Uh, he talks to me. He does get tickled uh, yeah. <laughs> with stuff like this. His new thing is when you ask anybody their name, he says nobody and thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. He's like nobody, and then just laughs his ass off. Hey, so yeah, it's it's very much the same thing. Kids trying to say my name is always adorable. I when he saying always get twebbers. Well, saying Virginia is just tough. He he we put him in a bad spot. Oh uh, yeah. He calls her uh uh-uh. uh like yeah, uh uh. I'm like okay, well good enough. Why not? That's good. What is Virginia's middle name? I think I've asked you before. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Nothing. I got nothing to back that up. I was just curious. Thank God I, I knew. <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> Did I you like, really what? pause on it? I didn't. I know both you, my kids' names. Do you know my uncle doesn't have a middle name? That's shocking. Yeah, he, ha- he does not have one. All right, it's 50 now. We gotta make sure, I don't want to make sure that the Uh-oh, time check up. the time. We've 5 got o'clock coming up. 30 seconds. 5 o'clock hour coming up. We're going to get back into Louisville NC State talk. Look some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. And then it's our... Debut of our betting segment and our weekly pick segment. All coming your way here in hour number three. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450, 961 and 970 WGTK. Big X family.
Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM, WXVW, Jeffersonville, W230CK, Jeffersonville. Here's why I leave you in the dark. It's game day. Two hours till kickoff here. The Rocky Four music gets you pumped. Let's get it going. We're excited. Welcome back in. Five o'clock hour here. The Mike Rutherford Show. 1450-961 and nine seventy WGTK. Now as we get ready for kickoff between Louisville and NC State. Cars looking for their first five and zero start since twenty thirteen, and their first three and zero start in conference play since joining the ACC in twenty fourteen, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, Trev, yesterday we had a. This is how crazy the Big X Nation is, Big X fan base is. Yesterday we had a little girl peering in through the window. Yeah, 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 our, our fan. As I came back just now from the uh, the bathroom during the break, there was a car parked right outside my window, a guy just sleeping there. I'm assuming waiting for, for his kid to get out of school. But I, think, I, was like, I thought Trevor was in the other room. <laughs> just straight sleeping in his car. The enthusiasm off the charts here at Big X Nation. This is like one, you know those in those bigger cities. Where they, they'll have the studios downtown. It'll be like all glass. Like you're just people are walking by. They can see you. They come in. They pound the glass. It's the same thing that we've got going here. I just don't think we can handle that. We get too distracted to have that kind we of. We would spend the entire show just talking about the people. Oh, we would. I, I know. I, would. I There's no. I have my ADD is way too bad to ever be in that situation as a radio guy. Sorry, uh, I can't. Do, I just now. I don't. Do think, I don't know. I've done remotes, and I, I, for some reason, I zone out with the people around a little bit to a degree. So maybe, maybe I can't do it. You're tough to keep on track. And you've you've been doing it all week too with like the hey there's a squirrel there's that car's there. Well, first of all, the squirrels were on the other side of the building. I haven't seen my squirrel family <laughs> since we moved over to this studio. And this studio, I don't get a very good angle, like because of where I'm situated. I'm looking out the window now. I can see like the fence a little bit. Going, I don't, I don't get a very. I think your window. You got a nicer window than I do, but that's why you're the talent. I've got the better view. I, I do, do. Yeah, you do have a better view than I do. No question about it. But you know that's that's why I'm I'm just the producer. You're the talent. That's why they pay me the big. That's why my name's on the show. <laughs> The corner officer. <laughs> My name is on the show, you know. <laughs> we want to hear from you guys this hour. If you have thoughts on tonight's game, hit us up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Uh, if you're just joining the show, I'll do a real quick rundown. We spent the, the, the first hour kind of talking about reasons to be confident about tonight's game, reasons to be worried about tonight's game as Louisville is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over an NC State team that may be not quite as strong as we thought they were going to be coming into the season, at least they have not looked that way through the season's first four games, but still has plenty of talent and a dangerous quarterback that we know firsthand from his time at Virginia. My confidence, I'll, I'll do the worries. First three things that I'm worried about tonight. Number one, and this could really be number one, two, or three, the environment. Uh, Louisville has not played a true road game this season. They will not play in a more hostile environment than the one that they're going to see tonight at Carter-Finley Stadium. NC State's holding a blackout. They're wearing all-black uniforms. They have not done this since they played Louisville in 2017, the Lamar Jackson team that came down there for a top 25 versus top 25 showdown on a Thursday night game. Uh, They haven't lost a night game at home since 2019. They haven't lost their first conference game at home since 2015. It was against us, which is good. But still, they have been very, very good at home, especially in recent years. They had a 16-game home win streak snapped last year. They've won 17 of their last 19 home games overall. That includes a loss to Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago. But this is a very tough team to beat on their home field, especially at night games, especially when they feel like they've kind of been backed into a corner. 
that fan base is going to be out for blood tonight, and the, fan, the, the team is probably going to respond. So Louisville, if they win tonight, they're going to have to earn it because it's going to be, I think, a hostile place to play. I'm worried, too. I, I think that they have the best defense, or the most defensive talent is the way that I'll put it, that we've seen so far this season. I think they've got a couple of really good corners. Um, they've got a fantastic linebacker in Wilson. Um, they've got a solid defensive front. Their safeties are not good. Uh, I said that, but I think overall, as you would expect from an NC State team, th- their defense is loaded with talent. They're not quite as strong as they've been in recent years, but they've got enough to give us some problems if we don't scheme correctly or if we don't hit on the big plays. And my third issue, I think Brennan Armstrong still can be good. Uh, he, he struggled last year in a different offense that was more run-heavy at Virginia. He struggled so far this season uh, when he's been pressured. He doesn't have a ton of weapons to work with, but I still think he can beat you with his legs. He can hit on the big play when it's open. The issue is getting the guys that are going to get open, which is part of my confidence level. Three reasons why I'm confident. I think we should be able to keep hitting on big chunk plays. We've been one of the best teams in the entire country when it comes to hitting on plays uh, of 40 yards or more. In fact, the best team in the country when it comes to hitting on pass plays of 40 yards or more. Jawar Jordan has been the most explosive player in all of college football. They're giving up a ton of chunk plays. They rank in the bottom 20 in all of the FBS when it comes to limiting opponents to plays of 20 yards or more. I think that we're going to have opportunities to keep gashing them. I think also the running game. I think that we're going to have success there. Their front seven, they've got one really good linebacker. They've got two okay linebackers. I think Jawar can attack them. I think our offensive line, if they play as well as they did last week, should be able to create space. I think we can also use Jawar Jordan in the, in the, the screen game a little bit like we did last week against BC. I think they're going to be big plays out there for Jawar. And I think they're also going to be those plays where he should be able to get three, four, five yards on most traditional running plays. And then my last level of confidence is I don't think that they have the playmakers to really hurt our defense maybe where we're susceptible to being hurt. They, Their running game has done nothing. Armstrong's their leading rusher, and it's been pretty much all scrambles, not really a bunch of design runs. Their wide receiving core is made up almost entirely of true freshmen who have been – just okay. They don't have, at least as of right now, big-time NFL talent out there on the outside. They don't have guys that you know can just make an NFL play where you say, hey, you know, Quincy Riley was in great position. Jarvis Brownlee was in great position. That dude just made a huge play and, and scored a 65-yard touchdown. They should not be able to beat us that way. They don't have the special talent players. That means, to me, our defense should play a good game. We'll see if Jack Plummer can repeat the success that he had last week, really the last two weeks. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on him. I think that they want him, they want to force him to beat them the same way that Plummer has beaten BC and the same way that he beat IU in the first half and Georgia Tech in the second half, for that matter. Uh, it's on him to, to handle the situation, to, to calm the nerves, deal with the crowd, trust the, the system, and trust the fact that you've got the more talented players on the field. You've got Jamari Thrash. You've got Jawar Jordan. You've got Kevin Coleman. You've got Chris Bell. You've got Amari Huggins-Bruce. Use them. I think they're going to be open. I think Plummer, if he has the time, will find them. It's all a matter of executing. And also, I just trust Jeff Brom. In, in a scheme versus scheme game, where it's Tony Gibson, the NC State defensive coordinator, figuring out how he wants to attack when he does have such poor play at safety right now, do you really want to leave those safeties out there on an island by bringing a ton of pressure, or do you want to hang back and let Plummer potentially sit back there and pick you apart? I, I trust Jeff Brom to see what Gibson is doing and to react accordingly and to scheme a great game offensively. And then, like I said, defensively, I think that we, you know, as, as long as we don't have any just huge screw-ups, they should not be able to to really kill us with a bunch of gigantic plays. Um, I think that Armstrong is also 
a little bit turnover prone if you can pressure him. I think that there may be one or two interceptions up for grabs that we can turn into big plays. So I feel quick summary. On paper, I feel like we are the better football team. If this game were being played here, I'd feel extremely confident. The one thing that makes me believe that this is going to be an absolute dogfight is the environment and the fact that they're going to be so juiced up and the fact that they've been so good there in the last couple of years. Trev, anything to add? I would say this is for the, the, the long-time listeners, or at least maybe the ones that have been listening since September 1st. We love you. Yeah. Uh, at the first Tech game, we, we both kind of agreed that like we had this like pit in our stomach worry that like there was going to be that one game where Plummer could play poorly and maybe cost us the game. Yeah. And a game that we – we should probably have won, or we were as equal or better than the, the opponent. This is one of those games that circle is one of those possibles because being on the road and everything, everything you just said, for sure, it, it lines that up. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that's one reason to be worried if you are a little fan going in this game. This is one of those ones. I mean, at Pitts, any any of the three road games, honestly, natural road games are are under that under that scrutiny. Uh, but this one probably more than just even Pitt, maybe not as much as Miami. We'll still remind the folks when we get there. But, but like right now, that is so to me. Like I just, I mean, there's so many. I mean, moving parts, but and, and it's not all one player. But like for me, it's, it comes down to whether Plummer makes the right decisions when he's being pressured and doesn't try to go Brett Favre when he tries to like think he has to make a play sure. with his arm. I'd rather him scramble for two yards or even take a sack. Then try to force something with his arm, and, and and which would more than likely odds are lead to a turnover. So that's what I'm. If Louisville can do that, and not give them you know field position in some way due to a turnover or or, or sort make make them earn all their offensive yards, then I'm very confident Louisville can win this game and should win this game and cover this game. Yeah, I think you're saying it sets up a little bit like the last time we played in Raleigh. If you remember that game in 2021, when remember we were leading going into the fourth quarter but we left a ton of points on the field. That was the game where, you know, I, I think that you – there were times where I thought that the fan base was overly critical of, of Malik Cunningham, but that was one game where you looked at it and you're like, if Malik – like, we had so many open downfield shots yeah. that he just missed on. Like, he just – he played poorly. He played a That was the game. one I thought was a Thursday night for some reason. It was Saturday night, yeah. Yeah, that we, we lost 28-13, and yeah. State's offense woke up in the fourth quarter, and we had no answer for them. And the whole, like, remember that was the one where it was like, we're going to the fourth quarter, but we're up 13-10 or whatever it was. And no, every, I remember the game. And yeah. everybody is like, we're going to lose this. We've seen this before. And sure enough, uh, we ended up losing by a couple of scores, which is not abnormal for this series. I, I mentioned it at the beginning. Despite these two teams being pretty evenly matched o- over the years, having a lot of similar seasons and, and a lot of spreads that are three and a half, four points, five points, every game of the last six years, dating back to the, the Lamar Jackson game in 2015, have been decided by two touchdowns or more. So a lot of blowouts. I think that 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 trend gets broken tonight. I think that these two teams are just too evenly matched, at least in this setup. But I'd love to be wrong for the right reasons when it comes to that. I I would love to win this game and make it a less tense night than I think it's going to be. One other thing to look at that I have not mentioned yet. There's something I was going to say that hasn't been brought up at all. It's a big deal, but I'll let you go first just to steal my idea. I was going to say that we've been really good the last few weeks, basically since the first half against Georgia Tech on uh, third down defensively, they've been way better. And we've not been great at converting on third downs outside of last week. We we didn't have a ton of them. But NC State leads the ACC in third down conversion defense. They're allowing opponents to convert on third down just 30% of the time. They've been great at getting off the field. We need to have, you know, when we get to third and four, third and three, we need Jack Plummer to make plays or we need Jawar Jordan to make plays. We've got to sustain drives because they want 
I think that they would not hate to make this a slower game where it's a little bit more ground and pound, give us less opportunities to get those gigantic chunk plays that can wind up being uh, what, what decides this game. They also have a great punter and a great kicker. Um, th- their punter leads the league in punting, and their kicker was one of the best kickers in all of college football last year. So their special teams are very good. If it comes down to that, that's a little bit of a concern. What, what were you thinking of? The other thing I was thinking is this was actually our nitpick from the Murray State game, and I, we haven't used this word yet, and that, that's penalties. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's something I think Louisville I mean, did a great job against Boston. I mean, the fact that you look at the Louisville, how good Louisville looked offensively and what they did to Boston College, it's no coincidence it's also the fewest amount of penalties they've had in the game this season. They only had four for 50 yards, where, you know, Murray and Indiana, I think Indiana was six, Murray was seven, and Bruce Beck was seven. You know, Louisville can keep it below that that number right there. That's something you just you just can't you, you can't shoot yourself in the foot in games like this, and that's what that does. And you get yourself, you know, in a third and long or, a, you know, second, even second and long. You know, limiting your playbook and, and taking away and giving the defense the, the advantage there. That's something Louisville can't, cannot do, especially on the road, particularly on the road. For sure. No self-inflicted wounds. Yes. Win the turnover battle. Don't kill yourself with penalties. Um, control what you can control. If we do that, I do feel good about our – again, like, I don't know how else to say it. I think we have the better team. I do too. I agree. I'm not saying that we, we're definitely going to win this game because you can lose to inferior teams. Yep. But I think when all is said and done, we'll look back at this season and say – whether we win this game or not, that we were better than NC State. But I just think that this is this is a game where the environment and the situation can beat us. And we can't – I mean, we saw an example of that in the first half against Georgia Tech. Like, we beat ourselves. The defense uh, just kind of lost its mind in that second quarter. The offense could not keep them off the field. Uh, Plummer was, was not poised. The running game didn't get going the way that we thought it was going to. And thankfully, they were able to turn it around. But if we let that happen again – it's going to be tougher to turn things around in a much crazier, crazier environment against what I think is a better team than Georgia Tech in NC State. Let's take a few texts here, and then we'll do our, our new betting segment. We're going to make that happen, and then we'll, we'll get to our pick segment coming up at 530. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texter says, GD, these Calipari commercials are nauseating. Why are there so many? They, it is like every I'm, I'm break. Like, I know. I agree. I, I, and, and if TJ is listening, it's nothing against you. It is against Cal. Um, yeah, I, I need to. I'm a, I need to. Say something, Trev. I'm just saying. I, normally, I don't care, but I hear these same things, too. <laughs> Texas says, I had a similar incident to Mike with my doctor leaving the door open while I was undressed. Multiple staff walked in and out doing their tasks. No crotch rot, but still embarrassing and insur- absurdly unprofessional by the doctors and staff. It was terrible. I don't, I you weren't even at the hospital. You were at the prompt I was at right? prompt care. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are people in the lobby that could, I think could look at Oh, it. yeah. I don't think anybody looked. I think the only other person that saw me was the other doctor. But still, like, I felt <laughs> it was not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says Oni Mahoney with the great Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman is a good movie about the psychological complex of gambling. Put it on the list, Trevor. Came out in 2003. Uh, I I feel like I've heard him. I don't think I've seen it because I, I I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I feel like have I seen Oni Mahoney? The name's that's I'm confusing it with something else. That name does sound familiar. It's got Minnie Driver. I don't know Minnie Driver. You do hate Minnie Driver. I don't know. I think that's one of the reasons why I was like so standoffish of Good Will Hunting for so long. But I do like Gross Point Blank when she's in that. Walking contradiction. I am. I just. I'm. So, I'm just. Well, I'm. 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 A, I'm a, an enigma. Texas says. Trevor, is that word right? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at the box now. The box. I. I swear I have seen this movie, but I, I mean, and when I. But it's probably when it first came out. So I don't really remember it as well. I did. I did want to rewatch this. That's a good one. Thank you, Texas, for bringing back the nostalgia. Put it on the list. It's on the list. Texas says Trevor has brought the energy today. Yeah, baby. Hilarious episode. Let's go five and zero. Oh. You don't want these cards. 
Don't I, want them, baby. Don't want these cards. I am wearing the Ethica U of L. My new game day underwear, courtesy of B Sims. The only problem is it's like it's for like athletes. You know, you it's like you wear playing basketball, wearing football, so it kind of comes out from underneath my shorts a little bit. I but told you the story. About I still look great. I think I told you that story about having to be in freshman basketball, right, my buddy? I don't think so. He was – we never – amazingly, him almost scoring – almost, because we stopped him – almost scoring on our own goal in a freshman <laughs> game was not the most embarrassing thing to happen to him in, in, our, in, in that series. When he came into the game, our shorts – I mean, we didn't I, – I played – this is circuit, like, what, I guess 94. Like, the, the long shorts had already started to adapt into into our, you know, era with the, the Fat Five. Yeah. But hadn't all got hadn't all got to Wagner yet, and I was never get John getting off the bench and his boxers being like four inches be like bo his beyond, beyond his shorts. Terrible like, look. It's so bad. Look, I'm like, get the fuck out. Bad look. <laughs> Again, that might have been more embarrassing than almost scoring on our own go. Texas says Ben Deputy always sounded so dirty, but I don't know why. Oh, it does. Texas says funny story about Ramsey. The one I, we don't need this. <laughs> the woman who helped him. Embezzle money was married to my professor at U of L. I had a C going in the last three weeks, and he announced he was being let go, and we were all getting A's. That class was business. <laughs> <laughs> I just Texer of all that, all I heard was you went from a C to an A without doing any more work. Good for you, buddy. That'd be a great break. Yeah. Texas, wow, a suspect has been arrested in the death of Tupac Shakur. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, it happened today. They found Pete. They, they realized Pete Diddy did it. He, Pete Diddy is, is clear. He, oh, whatever. Him and Suge Knight were involved, and everybody knows it. It was uh, Dwayne Keith. Keith D is his name, Davis. He's been indicted for the murder. Now, I don't know if he's been. Do you think Vegas was like, damn, those Kentucky beefs found Christopher Waters. They, they need to step it up. Now, he, he's been indicted yeah, yeah, for murder. Like, this is the guy in 2018 in, yeah. some, in some documentary. He basically came forward and was like, I know who did it in, in some documentary. And I think they raided his house, which is a terrible move. <laughs> what are you doing? He, his house got raided a couple of years ago. I guess they found enough on his computers or, or whatever. What did find? Did he killed the fuck? It's been 25, almost 35 years. Well, not, 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 not that long, but 27. Well, yeah, it was mid, mid late 90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was thinking 95, so yeah. Still wouldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Well, that would be what would ninety five would be twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay, that's close. I said almost. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. You know I did my math. I said it's, it's been thirty five years. Goes, well, twenty seven. You're like I was like ninety six. You go. Well, I said ninety five, as if that made up for the eight year difference. You are fully aware of my math ACT <laughs> scores, dude. Do I need to sport my fourteen for you one more? Do time? I need, yeah, need to break it up? Do I need to wear it on a t shirt? You know, seven plus seven equals fourteen. <laughs> But Keith D has been arrested for the uh, the murder of Tupac Shakur. I never thought we would see this because I you know, there was always the, the one guy that well, they I know who Keith D was. Well, no, I mean I think that's just he was a it was a nickname. He, he um, the one person I always thought just did it based on watching some shows and listening to some stuff was the Orlando Anderson guy who who was a the guy who got into the fight with him after the the boxing match and who like immediately after Tupac got killed everybody was like this guy did it this guy did it. And he was a gang member. They ended up not charging him for whatever reason. And he got murdered himself in, like, 1998. So I always assumed, like, he did it. We're never going to find out for sure because he's dead. But kind of crazy. Yeah, we have a, a – somebody's been indicted for murder. I mean, I've told you I stay at the hotel. right? I, I, I've said it to the, the block where he got the, – the corner of the intersection where he got shot. Yeah, that's crazy. I was in Vegas out on La Flamingo. Um, I guess that would leave – first of all, I don't know how you can get evidence from that long ago of conviction, but who knows. Uh 
I mean, that leads just biggies. Murder is still kind of like one of the bigger unquestionables in the last, at least in our generation. Yeah. I mean, less high profile because it was, you know, it was like all these people saw. Like the Tupac thing happened in the open. Um, Who are, what are some of the most unsolved mysteries right now? I don't know. We don't have time for that. Okay. I was going to say this, but Ramsey, the, 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 the little girl one that disappeared. Domine, yeah. Yeah, that's right her up that thing. Huh? I think her brother did it. Well, we can all think. Assume that I still think P. Diddy and Suge Knight were behind both Biggie and Tupac. My mom just texted me to say, I always hope that Tupac is still alive. You and me both. I went through a phase in college where I was convinced that he was definitely alive. The Waffle House with Elvis. There was some crazy stuff happening. Machiavelli was, was weird. Texas says, Mike, my wife Ella had you do a cameo for our wedding day a few weeks ago, and she paid the additional cost for a longer video, which absolutely made her the best wife ever. I just want to say that I was 100% more nervous for the national championship game. Yeah, I did. I put that in the video. Yeah, this was. I didn't want to say it on air because I didn't want to – this person was listening. I recorded it like two weeks before their wedding, so I didn't want to give anything away. But this person's wife, she paid the extra $3 to have additional details put in her cameo request. I'm like $3, you said. I'm like, that's how you know that this marriage is going the distance because nobody else has ever booked me for cameo and has paid the extra $3 to to lengthen what they want me to say. I gave them the whole story about when I was going to get married – I took shots with my two best friends before we walked across the street. And Danny, as we're leaving, is like, are you more nervous for this or the national championship game? And I was like, the national championship game? Are you kidding me? Like, what's she going to say no? And uh, I told Mary that story a week later, and she was like, of course, national championship game. So you won't be that nervous. Weddings are fine. Everything's going to go okay. And if it doesn't go okay, it can still be fun. But props to you on getting married. Texas says, Mike's story reminds me of when I was going to the hospital to say goodbye to my grandma, who was about to pass, and a topless 80-plus-year-old woman was sitting outside of the nursing station by herself, which was kind of funny, and I was like, GD, not now. I, that story is, but depends, the, the humor in that story depends on how old you were when you were going to see your grandma, because if you were, like, 12, that could be very scarring. For sure. But it like, cushions the blow. If you're in your 20s, it's like, it's like. It like, cushions the blow a little bit, though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Texas says, when's the last time we were 5-0? and The last time we were 5-0 and was 2013. The last time we were 6-0 and was 2012. The last time, you know, 2012, we started 9-0. and So that's, if we get to 5-0, and we get to 6-0, and we'll have a ways to go before we break the, uh, when's, I have no idea when the last time we were 10-0 and was. We may have never been 10 I don't think we've ever been 10-0. and Yeah, the year that we lost Syracuse had to have been our best start. I think history, so. Yeah. I think you're probably right. No, no, the, um, Oh, that, that year that I, I brought it up the other day, the 72 team that ended up going like 9-1 and one or something, I think they didn't lose too late in the season. Well, if they went 9-1, and one, they didn't get to 10-0. and 0. Well, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Once again, the 14 math. <laughs> uh, they went, yeah, that, they went 9-1 and one overall as a season, and their first and only loss was, well, week seven, so they went 6-0. But again, like the whole thing was, have we ever started 10-0? No. Which I don't think we have. We don't play 10 teams ever. We were ranked, we actually were I'm ranked aware. 17th and we lost to Tulsa that year. Texas, how many drinks do I have tonight? The vibes seem good. This is a good drinking night. Yeah, yeah. 7 o'clock start, Friday night. You've made it to the weekend. you got all this football ahead of you this weekend. It's last week of Jeff Tember. The weather's right. This would be a good night to just get a little bit loose. Happy, seven, happy seven drinks. drinks, not sad drinks. Happy drinks. Happy drinks is, is, is just beer, right? Sad drinks is shots. Yeah, you can have a nightcap that still is celebratory. Like when you're doing hard liquor, that means you're trying to forget something. I'm not doing shots, period, for one. Well, I'm not either, and I mean. But I could have, you, know, you can have a little, little nightcap. Last time I did shots, like I woke up on Jeff Brom's lawn. A little bourbon on the rocks. A little gin with some cream cheese olives. <laughs> cream cheese? Blue cheese olives. Texas says, Keith D admitted to killing T- Tupac like 10 years ago. I thought it was in 2018, but could be wrong. What if I admitted to killing him? Texas says, the Keith D 
guy does claim that Diddy paid him $1 million for the hit on Tupac. I told you, Diddy's behind it. You, people, I've been saying this since the 90s, and people have been saying I've been saying You can't tell. I know for a fact now, Diddy was behind that, and he was behind Biggie. He profited more off Biggie's death than he did his, his him living. Texas, I get being interested in the Tupac mystery, but never understood the fascination with JonBenet Ramsey. It's not like she was the voice of a generation. No, but it was a kid. It was a lot of attention. And it was that she was like, you know, in that mod. You, you had the scrutiny of, you know, how she was being raised to begin with. And I think like, the fascination was how weird her parents were about the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is not normal. I mean, she was like a modern. I mean, she's the closest thing to having like what the Lindbergh thing, which happened in the 20s. You're probably right. It was a big deal for sure. Yeah, and that guy still, the, the Lindbergh guy who was put to death still to this day claims his brain. I told or you. We did to his death at least. Like about the same time was that where have all the cowboys gone? And, you know, the one line is, where, where's my John Wayne? And my sister, like, for her entire childhood, thought the line was, where is my John Bonet? <laughs> That's right there with your Tony. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Hold me right closer, there. Tony Danza. Yeah. Texas, we went undefeated in 1925. I'm not sure if we played 10 games, though. I would assume we did. Did we, did we really go undefeated in 1925? I didn't know we had an undefeated season ever. I don't think so either. Uh, I mean, I, you're, again, sports reference only goes to 62. We so. were 8-0 in 1925. We beat Evansville. Is that right? Is that, is that the year after in the, uh, Kentucky? We stopped playing Kentucky, I guess, in that era. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at the schedule. Well, we, we first of all, we only allowed two points the entire season. <laughs> what bum scored on us? Marshall, final game was 7-2. to two. Marshall. We beat Evansville, Western Kentucky State Normal, Hanover, <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> Wesleyan, Transylvania, Rose Poly, Toledo, and then Marshall. I, other than not knowing where Rose Polly is, I'm pretty sure those are all nice little comfortable train rides everywhere. We played. Well, uh, they had to be trained because they didn't have planes, really, I guess, at least not commercial. Well, Huntington, West Virginia would have been a little bit of a different track. That was our toughest game, 7-2 in the final. I like that they don't have attendance. That's why we lost two points. They don't have attendance for any of the games, but Toledo at Parkway Field drew 4,000 for a 33 to nothing win. Parkway, that's where the Reds used to play, right? Correct. Okay. That was before, yeah, Port Crosby. Crosby. Was it Crosby or Crosby? Crosby. Crosby. Crosby Park is where it was. Which one was which was which one was the Red Zone Park? Crosby. Okay. I said I said it was Louisville. Cros- there's a Crosby Park in Louisville. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> confusing. Lots, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot, there's a lot happening right now in my mind, okay? Texas says on yesterday's show you mentioned about possibly doing an anti Scott Satterfield parlay. I just saw on Bet MGM app. That they have a money line Louisville and BYU boost. Maybe consider suing them for gimmick infringement. Are they <laughs> taking our ideas already? Yeah. Shock. This is all. This is all. Betting. This is why. This is why you can't have gambling. Take it. Take it back away. Yeah. This is. This is. This is. This is Bob Evans all over again, man. Texas Rose Polly was tough back in the day. Not that tough because we beat him thirty nothing. I mean, we're just lucky we didn't get. We didn't play the Western Kentucky Abnormal. Texas says those were. That was a defense to worry about. Texas, five of the teams that you just mentioned from the 1925 season are on this year's Georgia football schedule. It does feel like it. <laughs> well, you did because you said, well, how many of those schools have we been around still? Two? Tulsa, Marshall? Uh, Tulsa. Unless you can't. I mean, what? the schools are around, but like, we just didn't. We, well, the, Hanover, Evansville, Wesleyan, Transy. Those are all, you know. The D2 or lower, lower level yeah. programs. West Kentucky State Normal is not a school, I don't think, anymore. Is I have that, no that, idea what Rose Poly is. Are we sure that's not West, what is now Western Kentucky, though? Uh, I mean, it was in Bowling Green, so you're probably right. It probably is. They probably just changed it. Uh, yeah, now known as Western Kentucky University. So suck it, Tops. We kicked your ass. There's, there's a lot of schools that did that back then. Suck it. We did that. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if they claim that, like, it's part of the record between the two of us. But I'm I sure know, they do. It doesn't count because we were, we, were, we, were we were normal then. 
normal. We're, we were the normals. Uh, Texas says Patsy Ramsey murdered John Bonet right at its end. I think it was her brother. I, I, I really do. Texas, what's I don't the? Remember the I barely remember that story. I didn't really grasp that story really much. Texas says, what's the rest of the weekend look like for the folks in the bottom of the top twenty-five, where we might end up if we win? Good question. So good question. So we are right now. If you extend the rankings, we're twenty-ninth, right? Okay. Fourth and also receiving votes. Kentucky is two spots ahead of us. They're twenty-seventh. They play number twenty-two, Florida. I think you assume that the loser of that game moves behind us if we win tonight, right? Uh, yeah. Oregon State is number 19. They play number 10, Utah, tonight. That'll be a tough game for them. Will be. Kansas is number 24. They play number 3, Texas on the road. They yeah. could I mean, probably lose that. Probably, but not by as much as the spread says. But still, if they lose, they probably fall out of the top 25, unless it's like a two-point thing. And I'm giving you a week to explore this segment. Ole Miss is number 20. They play uh, at home against LSU. If they lose that, probably falling out of the top 25. Tennessee is 21. They host South Carolina. They should win that. Uh, Fresno State is 25. They host Nevada. They should win that. They are 24-and-a-half-point favorites. It looks like that's pretty much the only other. I mean, I guess maybe if Notre Dame, if Duke got, like, housed by Notre Dame, but I think they probably still don't fall that far. Missouri's on the road playing Vandy. They should win that. There are a few teams. If we can look impressive tonight, I think we can maybe jump into that top 25. I mean, we're not yet. I'm not replacing anybody that doesn't have one loss or less. If you're undefeated, you, you think they still stay, like, even Kansas or – or uh, Missouri may still stay up in there above us. With Maybe. The, with the one loss. Maybe. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll do our, our new Big X, Big Bet segment, and then we'll do our weekly pick segment. It's time. Get ready for tonight's game. It's coming your way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 and Most shoppers today fall into one of two categories. You could be like Dave, who settles for nothing but the finest. I drive only European luxury sedans, wear the finest Italian leather shoes. My shirts are custom-made, and I expect white-glove service from those I do business with. I appreciate world-class brands, and at this point in my life, I just don't want to compromise on quality, no matter what I buy. Or you might be like Steve, whose goal is to always get the best deal. I'm frugal. I'm all about finding value. I want the best price, and I don't mind going out of my way to get it. I work hard for my money, but I just want to make sure when I buy something, I can have confidence in knowing I'm not overpaying for it. It's not being cheap. It's being smart. You never see these two guys in the same store. Except for one. That's why I shop at Genesis Diamonds. Genesis Diamonds is that rare shopping experience where you can have it all. Uncompromising luxury and unbeatable value. Exceptional service and the guaranteed best price in America. A premium experience and a smart purchase. This is where the best of all worlds come together. Genesis Diamonds and luxury pre-owned Rolexes. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Jason here with AirServe, and I have an offer you can't refuse. For this month only, get a complete system installed for only $69.95. This is not a gimmick, and there are no hidden costs. That's right. Get a complete system for $69.95 installed. Hurry up and call today to set up your appointment before we are totally booked. Go to AirServe.com and schedule your appointment today. Remember, stay cool, stay comfortable, stay AirServe. 
The biggest wings in town, pizza, salads, and cold beer, plus your favorite team on TV, that's Roosters. We've got drink specials every day with happy hour or five from 1 until 6 p.m. Plus on Mondays, those huge boneless wings you love so much are only 79 cents all day. In fact, everything is priced to be family-friendly at Roosters. Six locations for all that goodness, including Preston Highway, Dixie Highway, Shelbyville Road, Clarksville, Fern Creek, on Bardstown Road, and in Springhurst. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Matt Dennison here inviting you to join me weekdays at 11 a.m. for the Hoosier Report. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, interviews with prominent figures in Kentuckiana sports, and discussion of other sports topics important to Southern Indiana. That's the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Weekdays at 11 a.m. on the home for the Hoosiers, 1450 WXVW. Overdraft fees... More like no overdraft fees. With a simple access checking account from Republic Bank, you don't have to worry about overdraft fees because there are none. But there's more. Simple access checking may allow you to access your direct deposit up to two business days early and gives you the convenience of a Republic Bank MasterCard debit card. Learn more at republicbank.com slash simple. It's just easier here. Member FDIC. Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. The work is unparalleled, it's prompt, the team's the epitome of professionalism. (laughs) You know, when I see an Allen Electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit allenelectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. Here's what you missed on Kentucky Roll Call. Hall of Fame head coach John Calipari joining Kentucky Roll Call. I think we have a lot of NBA talent on this team, but they got to perform. And then you got to win. And you got to win at a high level so that everyone gets that last look. Kentucky Roll Call, weekdays 7 to 9 on the Big X Sports Radio. All right, now I like it, but last week you kind of, you chastised me when I said if we didn't come back for the last segment with "We Ready." You you like only do it for the end of the very end of the show. So I, I'm worried that we're messing with the mojo now. Did I do that last week? Yeah, I was like I was like, "Where's We Ready?" I thought we always did it for the last segment. You're like I only do it for the, when we're leaving, like the end of the show. I did it for the beginning. I'm fine with doing it for both. I'm doing it for both. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, yeah, I'm doing right. for both because it, it, it's 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 one of the songs that gets me super pumped. Like I'm over, I almost wanted to headbutt the wall again. I'm not gonna lie. When like as I was playing, you didn't do that. Sorry, stop playing. This is a true. This is an honest radio show. Let's not do that. <laughs> okay, you don't believe me. All right, we got to work kind of quickly through this because we right. got two segments to get to. Sports gambling is now legal in Kentucky. <gasps> that means you know we asked the people how involved do you want us to get when it comes to bringing incorporating gambling into the show, and, and the, the the most common response we got was. I don't, a little bit, maybe like a five-minute, ten-minute segment, giving us your, your bets for the weekend or something like that. And I think we can do that. So 
I asked Trevor, find his three best plays for the weekend. I've got my three best plays for the weekend. We're calling them the Big X Big Bets of the weekend. We'll get to our pick segment after this. But first, TK, what's your first TK lock of the weekend? Uh, you told me to, I could do Saturday or Sunday. I, did, I stuck with Saturday, though, for this one. Well, Saturday and tonight a little bit. Let's start with Saturday. You mentioned this game already a little bit. Kansas, one of the teams we're looking at in the bottom of the top 25. Going on the road to Texas, a team that last year took them behind the woodshed, and that's an understatement. Not so fast, my friend. Texas, I'm not big on. You know I'm not. They've looked good in their first four games, but short of Alabama, they haven't played anybody decent. Kansas is not a world beater, so I think you can keep this game close. I'm taking the Jayhawks despite on the road. To be get, to take the plus sixteen. Okay, I like that. All right. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I like it. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, my first uh, big bet, big bet of the weekend. I like Texas A and M minus six against Arkansas. Now, I think people reacted to Connor Weeman going out for the year last week, and you know hasn't going to work. Max Johnson played well against Auburn. They won handily. I think that Arkansas is not very good. They, they, they blew a double-digit lead twice against BYU. They did fight, fight hard against LSU, but I don't know where they are mentally after a couple of really, really tough weeks. They've also got Alabama next week. Maybe they're looking a little bit ahead. I think that the the best unit in this game is the Texas A&M defense. That propels them to a victory. I trust Bobby Petrino to get the most out of this uh, Max Johnson, this new offense. I think A&M wins on the road in a noon game, and they do it by more than six points. Texas A&M minus six. Take it to the bank. All right, from, from Texas, we're going out a little south. We'll go visit our men, Jed Fish in Tucson, oh, Arizona. Oh, Jed. But here's the problem. It's not going to be a friendly visit. Uh-huh. As my man Kellen DeBoer and Michael Penix and those Huskies are coming to town. Arizona stayed with this team last year. They only lost by 10. Again, get Lee Corso out because we're not that fast. I like the Huskies to cover not only the 10, but go minus 20 on at Arizona. I know that's a lot of points, and we love Jed Fish here, and Arizona's 3-1, and one, but Washington is I, – I, I was high on them before this year. I'm higher on them now after four weeks. They've got defense to match that offense a little bit now. They haven't had, no one's come within 27 points of them, and that was California last week when they pulled off the brakes. They cover the 20 in, on the road at Arizona. I was one with that one, too. I like that pick. I, I love Jed, and I, I know they hung with them last week, or last year, like I said, but – Washington's defense is better than they were last year. Last year, all Arizona was allowed to score with them, and they, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with them. All right, let's talk about the number one team in the country. Georgia is 0-4 against the spread so far this season, the two-time reigning national champions, but they're on the road this weekend taking on uh, Auburn, 330 CBS. It's the SEC game of the week. Where I want you to look here is not the spread. Look at the point total for Auburn. Right now on, uh, on DraftKings, you can get it at 15.5. Auburn, a complete mess right now offensively. They're lost at the quarterback position. And even when they've been better in past years, they have not put up any points against Georgia. Georgia's won six straight in the series. Auburn's point total over those six years, 10, 10, 6, 14, 10, and 7 in six straight losses. They have not gotten to the line that they need to get to if they're going to cover the team total. So if you get Auburn, team total 15.5, take the under, my second lock there. What's your, th- what's your final lock, TK? Locking it up, and you might want to run to that phone here soon because it's a 7 o'clock kickoff. No, it's not the cards, baby. Sorry. I'm going to Utes for my neighbor down the street who has that flag hanging out in his yard, and I'm the only one in America that has a Utah neighbor fan, football fan friend. But I'm going to the Utes. They are on the road to Oregon State tonight getting four points. I like I like Utah straight up in this game. This Utah's defense is just, I mean, nasty. You're going to give me up nine points a game. Nine. Singular number, my friend. Nine. 
Oregon State's defense is solid. I know they played better with DJ. The real DJ is going to come to light a little bit with this defense. I like Utah not only to, to get four points, but win this game straight up tonight. I looked at it. I, I'm worried about the quarterback situation. If Cam Rising's going to play, how healthy is he? I don't know. I, I, I like the pick. I thought about it, but I'm a little bit I, – I stayed away. I'll tell you right. Even if Utah doesn't win it straight up, you don't want to take the money line, that's fine. I don't see Oregon State winning this game by more than a field goal. Okay. My third and final play here, let's take a look at Clemson and Syracuse. This has been a close series in recent years. Syracuse is undefeated. Clemson, I think, <laughs> despite being 2-2, two and two, the numbers say that they're much, much better than that record would indicate. I'm not going with the spread, though. Clemson's is a seven-point road favorite. I do think that they're probably going to cover that. Where I'm going is the over-under. 53 points is the total there. Syracuse offense has not been great. They didn't look very good against Army last week. Clemson's offense has not been great either. I don't think either team is going to put up 35-plus. Therefore, I think we get 53. In this series, six of the last seven games, the under has hit. I think it becomes seven out of eight. Take the under in this game. And if you want to parlay it, I think also take Clemson minus seven. I think that's a pretty good bet for, for one game. I think Syracuse is kind of a fraud. I think Clemson, while they're not a national title contender, is probably better than, than people are giving them credit for. All right. There it is. That's our, our big axe, big bets of the weekend. I feel good about that. I do, too. I like my bets. Take I, and, and for those that are curious, I put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to parlay my three games together uh, as soon as we get off the air and see what I can do. I like that. I always I, you can tell me, I'm not going to give I'm not ever going to give someone advice to bet on something that I wouldn't put my own money on. Good for you. That's because I'm a man. That's a, that's man a generation honor. I grew up in. You're, you're damn right. Yeah. Right, let's get to our pick segment of the week. Uh, we were off the air last week, but I did send Trevor the games to pick. He did. We we did so independently, and we just so happened to pick all the exact same games. We've done like three weeks in a row. We've done it twice out of our four weeks so far yeah. this year, which is not great for us because we went six and four last week. We probably should have had some differing opinions. But for the season, you do lead. Uh, still holding on to a slim lead. You are thirty and ten in the pick'em segment. I am twenty nine and eleven. So defending champion in the pick'em segment. Defending champion. So this is a this is a big week for both of us, and it's a bigger week for you because for the first time ever, our high school game of the week as. Determined by the voters is a Wagner football game. I mean, the vibes are just awesome. A, a rousing 51% of the vote came in, chose Wagner, uh, hosting, hosting the sales. It's their homecoming game. It's the Roush versus Kelsey Bowl. The sales on the road. Wagner the host. Who you got tonight in our high school game of the week? Did he sell any kids this year? I don't even know. They're not as good as they have been, but they're, they're, they're okay. I want, they I were want. bad last year. They're, they're better this year. I'm tw- here I'm torn between wanting to just to be a blind loyalist fan of my unit, my, my 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 school, and wanting to still beat you in the pick'em game and the joy of bragging that I'm beating you in the pick'em. I set the line at the sales minus sixteen and a half. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, we don't do lines on the picks though. We don't on this one. Um, this is a money line part of the game. Damn right. I'm going. You know what? Screw it. I don't care. Wagner! Wagner! Broke something. Can we explain all this stuff? Oh, boy. Uh, bring out the Ws. It's all about the west side, baby. The, the, you don't come into the ghetto of St. Matthews. Then you step up to us in the cage. The sales, the Colts, right? They're the Colts, right? They are. All right. They're going to be the Geldings after this. Send them back to the south end where they belong. And they're septic tank satellites and above ground pools. This is this is St. Matthews, baby. And we roll. Ride or die. Let's go. Wagner, baby. Woo. The sales like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope so, too. Maybe not. 
Hey, you've got some games on me. A, you know what? I don't give a bleep. I'm running with the Rams. I'm fine with that. You've got some games on me in the high school game of the week so far, so maybe I can get back with you or one here. But if that's you, what you get for not trusting your own alma mater last year. That's true. Yeah. If, I think I, it's twice. You picked mail. I picked uh, I picked mail against <laughs> the beach Trinity, too. Can we not do the mail game? I need to get the mail. That's, a, that's the reason I'm ahead of so I always pick mail. Uh, well, they're not playing this. Well, they're, they're not they're playing, playing a, yeah. a, a state in state opponent. Uh, you mentioned this game already, but tonight it's, it's actually a really good night of Friday night football. It is, it really is. You got us playing at seven. You got this game coming up at nine. Then you'll have BYU Cincinnati at ten, which we're going to talk about in a second as well. But nine o'clock on FS1. It's a top twenty matchup. Number ten Utah on the road taking on number nineteen Oregon State. A loss here after their loss to Washington State last week probably drops OSU out of the Pac-12 title race. It's a big game for them. It's a big game for the Utes trying to keep alive their hopes of maybe playing in the playoff. Oregon State is a four-point home favorite in Corvallis. You already gave away your pick, but reiterate it for the people. Well, I was supposed to say they were going to cover. Now, yeah, I said they were covered. That doesn't mean I'm actually picking Utah to win. In this case, I am though picking Utah to win. I like or I do like Oregon State. I do. I mean, I do. who doesn't love Beavers? But I, you, it's the national animal of Canada, this majestic animal. So, but I am definitely going uh, Utah with this one, just straight up. I mean, Rashawn's in the house, by the way. I've got oh I love it I, I've got Oregon State I, I think that the the line has crept towards Oregon State all week long I don't trust <laughs> Vegas it feels like Vegas knows something I'm worried about the Utah quarterback situation with Cam Rising if he doesn't play that's not good for them if he does play and he's not 100 percent that's also not good for them I think Oregon State wins this game I, I know they burned me last week against Wazoo but I think they get it done for me let's go to the Satterfield game of the week we're gonna do it we're gonna pick this game 10 o'clock tonight uh, after we play you'll see. Louisville's former coach, I guess, 10-15 on ESPN. Cincinnati on the road taking on BYU. Neither team ranked. BYU, this has been a pick pretty much all week. It's now BYU minus one. TK, does Satterfield right the wrongs of the last two weeks and pull off a road victory in Provo? I don't think I've ever voted for Mormons more in my life. <laughs> I kid you not. Not since I've been excited when I slept with a girl from Provo. I've been just happy for Mormons. Uh, true story. Uh, I'm uh, I, I, BYU, Jim, Mc, Jim McMahon. Uh, Luke Staley, I'm going. I'm going Cougars to win this one. I got the Cougars too. I think Keaton Slovis tosses all over that Cincy defense, which has been giving up some big plays the last few weeks. Uh, I think it's an entertaining game. I think it'll be it'll be high scoring. I'll stay up a little bit late if I feel like I can watch a Scott Satterfield loss because it drops from below 500. So I'm taking BYU, uh, but that's gonna, it should be a good game. Uh, we're not going to pick USC Colorado, but that's a, a fun game at noon. I almost took USC to cover the 21 and a half as one of my locks. I think USC is going to roll again. Uh, but we will pick this game at noon. Florida on the road, number 22 in the country, taking on Kentucky at Kroger Field at the Raj. UK is a one-point favorite. Very intriguing game for a lot of reasons. But here locally, obviously, there's added intrigue. TK, do the Cats get it done and pull off an ever-rare victory over the Gators? If this is in Florida, I would go Gators, I think. And I shouldn't. Pro- I should probably be – this is what I, I shouldn't be picking with my heart. I think the Cats pull it out and squeak it out. I think, I guess, minus one and a half. So, for those gamblers, I'll say they cover it. I'm going to say UK by four. I think Florida wins. I, I, think, I think so. I'm not, I just not. I think Florida's still a little I'm bit just not big on UK. I mean, I'm big on Florida. And Kentucky's defense, I think, makes the right play, especially at home with that crowd, to get it done. I, I could easily be wrong about this. I've not been overly impressed with Kentucky, although they haven't shown a ton just yet. They haven't had to with the, the schedule they've played. Uh, I think Florida gets it done. I think it's a good game. But I'm going to say Florida wins like 27-20. The other local game of note here, you can hear it right here on 1450 The Big X tomorrow. 3.30, Big Ten Network, Indiana on the road, taking on Maryland. Terps are a 14-and-a-half-point home favorite. Who you got here? I'm sorry, can you repeat that one more time? IU Maryland. Oh, 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 good Lord. I think this one almost made my pick'em list because I think Maryland rolls in this game. I'm just worried about 14-and-a-half being too much. 
I thought I was hoping this line was going to be ten, and I would take that. But Maryland wins this game. I just Maryland's offense. IU's defense has struggled with scrambling quarterbacks. You saw Plummer scramble a little bit against them. Uh, you saw that last week at Akron with the quarterback who has some wheels. The the two a little brother has wheels. Maryland's offense is, is kind of humming right now. I think Maryland wins this game. I think Maryland may even cover, but Maryland definitely wins this game. I think Maryland wins. I like IU to cover. I think that they'll. I think it might. Fourteen just seems a little too high. I want to. I think Maryland might make ten, maybe. Yeah, I mean Maryland's a little bit of a paper tiger. They've beaten the worst teams in the ACC and the Big Ten in Virginia and Michigan State, and IU's played a tougher schedule. And they hung close with both us and Ohio State, although they they also hung close with Akron. But I think IU falls, but they fall by by less than fifteen and a half. Um, you, you already picked this game, so we can go very quickly. Kansas this is the other top twenty-five versus top twenty-five game. Number 24, Kansas, is hosting number three, Texas. Real quickly, reiterate your thoughts there. Uh, I like – I know it's hard to say because Texas it seems to be everyone's love right now. And they've blown – even they looked a little good in the, in the Alabama win. But that's the only team they've played that probably has any reason strapping up to be a Division One school right now. Uh, and they've blown the rest of the ones out. And that includes Baylor. Baylor sucks. But so I, I don't know. Something about Kansas, I just – it seems like too many points. I think they – even in Texas, I think Texas wins – but by two scores at the most, which would cover the 16 points. Yeah, I think Texas wins. I, think it's, I do think it's Texas wins probably straight up, though. right at the number. I'll say between 17 and 20. But I'll, I'll, the Longhorns stay undefeated. Uh, they get the job done. Te- Take it down, Lance Leopold and company. Texas destroying them last year gives me a little bit of worry because the year before, Kansas beat, beat them. Right. And that big upset. But last year, they Texas just smoked them. And I don't remember why or how it went down, but that does give me a little worry. But I don't know. Something about Kansas. Hawk Chalk Jayhawk with me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Say Hawk Jock Jayhawk. Hawk Chalk Jayhawk. K-U. You do know that's not what it is, though. It's not? Rock. Huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that explains the cursing that people said to me in Lawrence. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. It's not Hawk Chalk? Rock Chalk Are you sure? Jayhawk. I sat next to a woman at the tournament game back in 01, and every time she said it, she spit in my face and annoyed me. And I could have swore she was saying Hawk. She was not. Or maybe she's just talking a loogie at me. I kid you not, though. This is, that's a true story. I sit next to Kansas. I was so miserable. Creepy Kerry. She's like, hawk, hawk, play, hawk. And spitting everywhere. I'm like, you woman. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another top 20 versus top 20, uh, top 25 matchup. 6 o'clock on ESPN, number 13 LSU, which is 3-1 and one on the season. Their only loss to Florida State. is on the road taking on number 20 Ole Miss. This should be one of the better games of the weekend. LSU is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite over Lane Kiffin's team, which is coming off of a two-touchdown loss to Alabama. Who wins this one? I picked against Ole Miss last week, but I bet on them, so I'm hate them right now. Um, I, I'm looking I, – I like LSU. I, I like LSU in this game. I, I know I've talked about Florida State being overrated, and I think they are, but I think they just have LSU's number. I think LSU wins this game. I'm taking LSU, too. Uh, yeah, you took them already in the pick them, right? I, or the bet? No, I didn't. Oh, they were one of your bets. I'm sorry. They were not. Uh, I like LSU in this game. I like them to win with a slight cover. I do think it's going to be a close game. I think both these teams are – Maybe not as good as we wanted them to be. I watched a little bit of Ole Miss Alabama last weekend and was not overly impressed. And I do think the LSU Florida State game is probably going to stand out as something of a misnomer when we get to the end of the season. FSU just kind of piled on in the second half, and it got away from from LSU very quickly. Uh, we mentioned this game already. We can probably move pretty quickly to this one. Number one, Georgia is on the road. Uh, they have faced the least challenging schedule imaginable for a number one team. It probably continues this weekend when they're on the road taking on Auburn. They are just a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, though. They have not covered a spread so far this season. Do they have any issues down there in Auburn, TK? Uh, what was the spread again? 14-and-a-half. 
Um, I think Georgia wins this game straight up. I, I have no problem picking that. But in terms of the line, that's I would I wouldn't touch. It. I think that. But if I had to gun to my head, I would take Georgia's cover. We know that Auburn's not scoring 15 points. Uh, I've already said that it's a lock. I think Georgia wins this game something like 30 to 10. Workmanlike performance. Uh, I'll take them with a the slight cover. But they're definitely going to win. Auburn's got nothing for them. Quarterback situation's a mess. Georgia rolls to 5-0 and and stays at number one for another week while playing another nobody. Uh, the big game, ABC Spotlight game, will be there next week. But this week, it's the game day game of the week. Number 17, Duke, hosting number 11, Notre Dame in Durham. College game day will be there. ABC will be there. Notre Dame is a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. Trevor, how do you like this one playing out? Uh, sorry. One. I, I know. This is a weird one because – I know that place is going to be pumping as Duke fans. I mean, it's like, you know, if a tree falls in the woods, does anybody hear it? If Duke sells out, does anybody notice? You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know if I can go with it. I, that's, I, I like Duke. I think Duke's going to be a pain in our side a little bit in a couple of weeks, but I think Notre Dame wins this one. I don't think they cover, though. I think they win by a field goal. I've really had no reason to doubt Duke. I mean, they beat Clemson by three touchdowns. Yeah, sl- sloppy game. You can say it was a little bit fluky with Clemson losing the ball a ton in the mm-hmm. you know, in, in the red zone. But since then, it's not like Duke has come back down to earth and they've been you – know, they've they played these tough games against bad opponents. They destroyed Lafayette. They destroyed Northwestern. They bad, destroyed bad, UConn. Bad. They're terrible teams, but they're doing well, what UConn's they're supposed to do. horrible, I guess. I mean, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do against those types of teams. And yeah. the UConn game was on the road, too. So they've given us no reason to really doubt them. I still think that – I don't know. I, like, if they win this game and they look fairly competent in doing so, then I start to buy Notre, uh, Duke as a realistic ACC championship threat and maybe a realistic top 15 team. But I want to see them do it against a quality opponent for a full four quarters again. I think Notre Dame gets it done. I'm with you, though. I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I'm going to say Notre Dame comes back, wins late, breaks hearts in Durham with a 31-27 victory. I think now, it depends on how many game. people are they going to put on the field, though. Well, if they play with 11 on defense, I like their chances for the, for most of the game. I mean, for a school that has such high academic standards, you think they should count to 11. Fair enough. All right, it's the big show. It's the big show. Kicking off in just a little over an hour in Raleigh, North Carolina. Louisville p- takes its 4-0 record, potential top 25 ranking on the line for next week against NC State, who is 3-1 with their only loss to the previously mentioned Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Cards are a three-and-a-half point favorite on the road. They have not started 3-0 and ever since joining the ACC. They've not started a 5-0 and season, a regular record, since the 2013 campaign. Both those things are on the line tonight. Do they get it done in Raleigh, TK? And it's the first for everything. Who knew I would be doing a radio show with you or still be on radio after one week, to be honest with you. They're, 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 everything has a first, and, and the 3-0 start, I think, is for Louisville will be their first this year as well. I I'm putting my money in my mouth. Is I already dropped a bill on on the cards minus three and a half. Uh, maybe I probably shouldn't have done that because I'm going with my heart a little bit more than my head. But I do like us to go into this game. I think it's going to be somewhat sloppy and early on. I think maybe Louisville, the, the, the crowd, we we have to survive that the initial ump of that crowd and that Bill Cower love that they have. Mm-hmm. But I think once you get early into the second quarter, the second quarter starts to unfold. Maybe our third drive of the game. I think we show them the pop that has made us popular over the last four weeks. I like Louisville to win this game. I'm going to go score with. I'm going to keep it low. I'm liking the under. The under over under is 55, right? I think. I don't know. We got to go. Okay, we have a minute. I'm going to say U of L wins 31 to 20. I think it's going to be a tense game. 
very back and forth four quarters. I think a we hit on three touchdowns of 35 yards or more. That winds up being the difference. I do think it'll be back and forth. I think the environment's going to be great. At the end, though, the Cards get it done against a team that they are better than. The better team wins. Louisville 27, NC State 24. We're celebrating all weekend. We're back here Monday. We're ready, baby. 970 WGTK has you now. Turn it over there for the pregame coverage. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. Let's do this. Go Cards. Woo! Beat NC State. Kentucky Atlas, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville.